And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 192 of Panelology. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm mad that I'm not going last. My name is Tim. <laughs> I'm Megan. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was awkward. Lucky, Tim. <laughs> like, I hate doing the and, and you just want it. You just want the and. <laughs> and uh, we have left a chair open for Brian. Pour one out. Yep. Who was not Don't feeling... Pour it on the morning. table, though, please. <laughs> That would be awful. Don't pour one out, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Look, Brian would not getting, want us to waste good liquor. I'm getting mixed singles here. Mixed, mixed singles? singles? Six, wow. Tim put down Reddit. <laughs> not Reddit. Tinder. That's the thing. Sick I don't know. I noise. feel like could you, be, you could meet people on Reddit. You can. <laughs> you shouldn't. <laughs> I'm sure people do. Oh, there's what? definitely threads for that. It's just not where you want to frequent, I'm sure. I don't know. I it don't read be, it. Look, it can't be worse than Tinder, though. Uh, I've got some nice guys on Tinder, actually. Really? Yeah. I've only got a bunch of dicks. I got that on Twitter. Oh, yeah. I get a lot of those on Twitter. Yeah. So hey, people, been... stop sending everyone dick pics. It's been three weeks since I reported a dick pic, and Twitter still hasn't done anything about it. Oh, fun. Yeah. That sounds right. But heaven forbid you called J.K. Rowling a turf. Oh, yeah. Or put that men are trash on Facebook. They are very quick to tell you not to do that. Uh, There's a theater that I do work with doing a show called Men Are Dogs. And do you know how hard? Not on this podcast. Damn it. I think. (laughs) No. I actually fucking don't know. Do you know how hard they have had to work to get their events relisted for that show? Are you kidding? It was very hard. Anyway, social media sucks. Yep. (laughs) But there's literally a song that plays on XM Radio called Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Just, yeah. just come yeah. on. All right. Sorry. I've, I got mad at that the other day because I was listening to 70s. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, was it 60s or 70s? No, it had to have been 70s. Yeah. Bell bottoms. There were bell bottoms. Yeah. Well, there were bell bottoms in the 60s. Uh, you're right. I'm not helping. You're not. Oh, that's part for the course. If only we had an old man here. <laughs> there were bell bottoms... Like yesterday, I'm pretty sure somewhere. Ah, there he is. There's yeah. the old man. There he there, is. The bell bottoms never. We still have bell bottoms. <laughs> we still have bell bottoms. All right, I am going to bring us back, back on topic. Back by the are you? My goal Stop is to keep us under... <laughs> There are no cricks in this house. <laughs> you know, last year was a bad idea to put them together, and <laughs> we, yeah, we didn't separate them this year. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's gonna be great. My uh, goal is to keep us under three hours today. <laughs> oh, cute. she kept feeding me booze last year. We started off a whole lot smarter this time. So booze. <laughs> here are the rules: we have each submitted our individual lists, some of which are ranked, one of which is not, of our favorite comics of 2019. I feel called out. <laughs> I didn't say who. I just looked at you. Yeah. But now everyone listening knows. If in her knew, in her defense, I think totally looked at her too. Yeah. We all. There was like a, a, a swift glance yeah. all around the table. Yeah. I did not. Yeah. No, you just kept knitting you. like like a fucking professional. <laughs> we do have Brian's lists. We will read in Brian's list. If Brian is feeling better before we publish the episode, 
we'll record a little something to cut in with Brian talking about his own books. Otherwise, Jen and I got this. <laughs> sure. We sort of got this. We may have read parts of what he put on his list. I think we've got it all covered for the all most right. part. All right. We're going to start, going to ease into this with everyone's honorable mentions. Okay. I'm going to start with one of Brian's, which is Deathstroke. This has been on our top ten before, uh, individually and I think collectively as well. Uh, Christopher Priest's run ended this year with issue number 50, I believe. And it's just a really solid run about Deathstroke and his family and like dealing with his inner demons and whether whether he has to be the monster that he usually is. Jin. Yeah. Tell me about that Daredevil. Daredevil, if you will. That Daredevil. This run of Daredevil has been... I don't know. It's made Matt Murdock like the most human he's ever been. And it's incorporated a lot of other really good elements um my favorite of which being the fact that the chick that he's seeing is a real shaped person Mm -hmm. and also that girl cray little bit that girl little bit cray but you know what so is daredevil so is he yeah they're all making terrible everyone around you is making terrible decisions and you just keep feeding into it that is matt murdoch in this run yeah and it's so uh it's my soap opera I can't stop watching it. Yeah. But it's also very good. This, so it's not really my soap opera. This almost made my top 10. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, obviously, me too. Yeah. I've got Black Science on mm. my list, uh, which I don't think we've ever really talked much about because it's been running a while and I'm the only one who's been reading it. This is Rick Remender uh, writing a book about an anarchist scientist who wants to travel the multiverse. And just is his own worst enemy, like constantly self-sabotages and alienates his family. And it uses the idea of sort of the adventure to play against like your sort of lost in space tropes, but also to do crazy cool design work on Matteo Scalera's part. Um, and to eventually sort of get into this iterative, well, how many different ways has this dude fucked up his life across the multiverse? Is there any way for this guy not to just totally suck? And like find a weirdly positive, optimistic version of how to overcome being a shitty person. Hmm. Um, and yeah, like it, it had a, it really stuck the landing. Uh, and it's a solid run. If you haven't checked it out, I think trade is the best way to read it. Yeah, I read the first trade, and it is bonkers. Yeah, it's bonkers. It's so good. Um, and if you if you get into it, like about halfway through, it sort of changes its focus and its scope and becomes something different, and that really opens the doors and lets it do some cool things yeah. on top of what it already does at the outset. Yeah. Uh, Brian's. Next honorable mention is Reaver, which I'm going to have Jen talk about. Yeah, Reaver is about this weird dystopian society. Um, Man, I don't even know what all to say about it. It's just so the characters are so good. You have these prisoners who are sent on a mission. They're basically a suicide squad, um, but not because DC will kill them. Anyway, um, (laughs) they're sent on this mission to do this thing, and it doesn't matter if they all survive, but they all have to go and they have to do the mission or else they will be killed. Um, and, and I don't know, like some of the worst people in that book are just the absolute best characters. They're the funniest and the realest and they're really touching sometimes. 
So far, the running theme and our honor roll mentions is these are the worst people, you guys. They're horrible. You should love this. They're terrible. Isn't that the theme of 2019. Though? It is actually, yeah. yeah. I think we're. I think the next book lets us transition to something more positive. Maybe like this is the gateway. Okay. Hex wives. No, it's no. not. No, are <laughs> okay. you kidding? Is that good? Yeah, it's real good. Hex oh wives. my god! It's after so that. Good. After that, this is going to get more positive. So okay. go for it. Um, no, because they're still kind of terrible people. They're just being terrible for a good reason. Okay. Um, Hexwives is about this coven of witches who have been transformed into housewives by horrible, terrible, misogynist dickheads. And it's, it's so good watching them, um, do what they need to do to not be housewives anymore. To get their fucking powers back. The covers are so good. That's they are so cover. good. They are so good. And this book is finger kisses just wonderful i picked up the trade for this a couple of weeks ago i'm excited to get to it crack that I did cover, not get crack to that cover. star pig now I'm we are it. left turn into upbeat and cheerful uh this is about a kid going to space camp literal camp in space <laughs> when her lucky kid uh uh, when the spacecraft that they're on is blown up and a tardigrade slurps them into their mouth, <laughs> and they have space adventures together, and it's fun and upbeat, and there are a couple of awful people, but the two main characters in this are just great. Aww. It's adorable and hilarious and funny, and all ages, which I've got two all ages books on my honorable mentions, because we do not talk about all ages stuff very much. Sometimes. Sometimes. This is this is very good. Nice. I, yes, I will read it, Alex. God dang it. <laughs> the covers are like Lisa Frank parodies. Oh, so good. That's right. This needs to be on my list, too. Wonder Woman is Brian's third honorable mention. Uh, I have not read as much of it as he has. I have just read the G. Willow Wilson stuff for the most part. But we got this year sort of a version of Wonder Woman that moves away a little bit from the Steve Trevor drama. Some. Um, and we get to see her like being a badass dealing with sort of new gods and what happens when a god dies and befriending just sort of being being a good being Wonder Woman. Like we got to see Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman and not get pulled into just like petty identity. Who am I? Does my history exist? Stuff. Cool. Jen, would you like to talk about the unstoppable wasp? Would I? <laughs> It's it's good. How what what else do I need to say? We've talked about this book every single time it has come out, and it is the most happy, peppy, and upbeat thing that I think I've ever read. Even period. When you're sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah, and it deals with such big issues yeah. that you don't think that such a happy, peppy book should should delve into these deep things, but it does, and it does so beautifully. I love it. I love this book. We know you know we love this book. And if you were a betting person, maybe expect to hear us talk about it more in this episode. <laughs> All right. My last one is Kanto. Uh, this is about a robot in a village of robots or a colony of robots, a prison camp, really, of robots. Uh, that degraded really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he and his friends are used as slave labor. And when they are born, created, we don't really get into where robots come from. <laughs> See, when a mommy robot really loves a daddy robot. They build a third robot out of spare parts. When they upgrade theirs. Yes. Um, and those parts are called sperm and eggs. Uh, <laughs> Sperm.exe. <laughs> C colon slash slash sperm. <laughs> 
No, that's the wrong place. That's not where it goes to make a baby. Uh, when these robots come into existence, their slave masters remove their hearts and replace them with clocks that count down until they die. Oh, no. Jesus. And if any of them steps out of line, they get thrown in the scrap heap and burnt. And they are not allowed names. Kanto's friend names him Kanto, and the slave masters find out and break her. So Kanto goes on a quest to try to find her heart. <laughs> and this is all like juxtaposed against knight and shining armor stories, and these things eventually sort of come to a head against each other, with each other. Uh, it's just a really good, like, going on an adventure, finding myself kind of story. Cool. All right, now we get into the meat. Number 10. <gasps> Meg. What's up? When- Hmm. What? Just thinking about meal structure. <laughs> kind of like a bite of potato before my meat. Okay. The honorable mentions are the like they're the, flaky they're the bread. potato. Oh, they're the, the bread. flaky mm. bread. Can it be oatmeal bread? I was thinking I w- like a good garlicky bread. No, you get like a soup course. Soup course? Oh shit! That was the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> it was a gazpacho. The soup course was making Jen take the Visco Girl <laughs> quiz. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's what she just said. <laughs> You know what? I think I eat based on how the plate is rotated to me. Really? Yeah. You just always you just like that's six in my face first. Yeah. I, I legit do. I think that's the, okay. Man. This is how we're going. I try and find like the best bite to combine. You eat one. Oh my god! You eat one thing at a time. You do oh, not. No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. I was like Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. Oh my um, god! You're one but of those. I will. I will. <laughs> don't touch like, my like. Don't let my food touch each other. Kind yeah. of eater. I, I'm gonna eat a little bit of my meat. Now I'm gonna rotate my plate. Now I'm gonna eat a little bit of my potatoes. Now I'm gonna rotate my plate. Now you I'm gonna rotate. Look, you do well, understand that. But like the next that's time the we concept. eat in the same room, I'm going to watch you eat. Now, yep. right? Yep. You get that. Yep. We're gonna make. Don't make it weird. Uncomfortable. Don't make it weird. Jen's gonna watch you eat. Don't you make it weird? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Meg. Yes. Tell me about Captain Marvel. Sure. Um, so I don't actually read a ton of superhero stuff, which I think actually is in contrast with my list this year, uh, until I found out that Kelly Thompson was doing Captain Marvel about 10 issues in. And so I went back and got this first trade and apocalyptic Roosevelt Island with all these badass women. And that's all I needed. It was wonderful. I've heard things about the second i haven't read the second volume or passed it yet but like i I don't even need to read any more of it that was enough for me just these women trying to get off roosevelt island as it was like falling apart it was wonderful Kelly thompson is the best it is great tim yes the batman who laughs okay if there is such a thing as fan service then the batman who laughs is tim's service And it's for young Tim who used to think about things like what if the Joker and Batman were one person. And, and wore a lot the... of fetish wear. Yeah. <laughs> and they had to fight wow, another Tim. Joker Batman. Like, these are, these are perfect Batman. thoughts. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a crazy guy singing on the corner, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. Jatman Crothers. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yes, this is a very, very good book with a character who I love. All right. Brian's number 10 pick, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. His name is Peter <laughs> Cannon Thunderbolt. Uh, I'm just going to table this one for the moment and talk about it when I get to it on my list. But if Brian is feeling better, we'll cut him in here. If not, you just heard me say the word here. <laughs> Jin. Yes. Talk about some Wonder Twins. All right. Uh, this is Mark Russell being Mark Russell at his most Mark Russell. Um, it, it's just a fucking great 
story of of the justice league honestly it's a great justice league story because you see them not being their superhero self you see them being the worst while zan and jana are trying to be good people yeah, like around it's, them it's the way that quote-unquote little things get marginalized right. while they're dealing with the big issues right exactly they talk about their high school like nicknames and stuff it's so crazy. oh god it's so good yeah I just love this book. I just love seeing them be real people without anybody, without them suspecting anybody listening to them, really. Also that computer. Also that computer. (laughs) Supercomputer is the best. Just the best. Polymath is actually the best. I love her. Yes. This almost made my list. And then I'm like, I can talk about this in 2020 when the series ends. Yeah, it's going to, spoilers, it's probably going to be back on my list. Yep, same. Yeah. Spider-Man Life Story. Um, I debated which chip book would make it here, this or Daredevil. But, one, Daredevil's going to keep going, and I can talk about it next year. And two, <laughs> like the thing that really gets me here is I know the big beats that are going to come in this. Mm-hmm. Like The thing that really makes this stand out is the way that not only Chip takes like the history of Spider-Man and sets it in an actual human real-world timeline, like Peter ages and this thing takes... 60 years and he's an old man at the end but it takes the beats you expect and still manages to find a way to make them carry weight and make them feel surprising and make them feel like trauma for lack of any better way of putting it it gives all the things that we're used to seeing in spider-man actual consequences yeah like in the hyper compressed timeline that is comics, where you go through sixty years worth of life in your mid twenties. Yeah. This gives it time to like settle and have consequence and really affect who Peter is. And we only see like maybe a week of his life at a time across mm-hmm. these sixty years. Uh it's really great. And like there are things he does that are just smart, especially with more recent stuff like the Superior Spider-Man, how he works that in mm-hmm. and how he works Miles in and what he does with like Peter in the middle of all of that is just great. This is a book that makes me cry. Yeah, and this is coming off of probably the best um, clone dealing with storyline of Spider-Man. Yeah. And it somehow made me still want to read more clone stuff. Yeah. Somehow. Even just like the flashes of the rest of the Marvel universe that we get around it. Yeah. Are like, I want more of all of it. Mm -hmm. But I also don't because it's just what you need for it to work. Round nine. (laughs) Um, we're gonna start with Brian's pick for this round, Fair Lady, which Jin is going to Ooh. intro. Um, yeah, I can tell you a little bit about it, or I can wait. Wait, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. This is about the first, um, basically bounty hunter slash investigator, female bounty hunter slash investigator of this world that Fair Lady takes place in. I don't really remember the name of the world. Uh, and and one particular story in her life. Cool. Can tell us more in a minute. Oh. Yeah. Spoilers. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Meg. Yep. Jughead the Hunger versus Vampironica. So, um, if you listen to the Spooktacular, I think I talked all about Jughead the Hunger and Vampironica and didn't love Vampironica. I loved this crossover. I think they did her justice. They made her a lot more comfortable in her skin as a vampire. They added to the vampire lore a lot more. Like it is more of her story, in my opinion, than it is his. 
And the multiverse, I love the Archie multiverse and how it all happened. They even pull in Sabrina. It's it's great. It was a great miniseries. I'm sure they're going to end up together again at some point. And uh, and it's it was a great jumping off point to start up Vampironica again. So, uh, there was a moment where I thought that sentence was going to end up, I'm sure they're going to end up together. And I wasn't imagining. going to spoil anything, <laughs> but sure. I mean, we can talk about that. The fact that like... I haven't read it. Archie's not the big spoiler. Everybody likes a good werewolf jughead. I mean, it's fine. Oh, the vampire and the werewolf can be friends but i like (laughs) the lore and it sets up that like that they both have the same lore it's just two today you know one universe turned out this way one universe turned out that way cool poor pops though pops dies every single time he lives on in riverdale for now jen yes wicked like we all understand that my list is not really ranked okay yeah okay this Do I is, need to cover my ears? I'm Do not going to, gonna, I'm room? not, yeah. no, I'm not going to go into spoilers okay. for the end. You're good. Um, if you've been listening to this show at all from the, especially from the very beginning, you've heard about Wictiv. I fucking love Wictiv. It is so good. It is about a group of teenagers who gain the powers of gods and in two years must die. But it's about so much more than that. Wow. Books are about trauma. That's weird. Yeah, that is, yeah. Right? Um, your favorite character suddenly is abusing her boyfriend and you're like oh yeah yeah no yeah yeah this this fucking book makes you love every one of these characters and then they do something that you're like i can never forgive this no i can never forgive this and i hate you and i hope you die um and then they do and you're sad and it's fine so it's the opposite of schitt's creek it's the opposite (laughs) of schitt's creek it's yeah probably the genuine opposite yeah yeah I gotta finish it, but I'm just so afraid. Just do it. I know. Just rip that band-aid. It's really good. I'm ready for it to snow so I can just curl up and read all seven volumes. <laughs> nine yes. volumes, I think it actually is. All right. My number nine pick, Runaways. Uh, I have read basically all of Runaways, which is a str- like the whole like print run history of <laughs> Runaways, the characters. It's weird for you, isn't it? Little bit, given that it kind of predates my reading comics. Yeah. Um, but there was that year I read too many trades, <laughs> and I start. I made. I made my my uh tent posts for that year like I'm going to meter through all of Runaways over the course of this year, and every like six weeks we'll talk about a Runaways book. And let me tell you, in that context, this is as good as or better than the Brian K. Vaughn. This is some of the best Runaways content that exists, period. If you want more Runaways in your life, or want more Rainbow Rowell in your life, read this book. Um, Fucking love Rainbow Rowell. Sorry. We... The the big thing she does is bring back Gert, and Gert sort of becomes this focal character for who has everyone else become? Where are they now? How have they changed? Because stuff has happened that she was dead for. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of this one kind of centers around where does she fit in, and that provides a really fresh perspective. I think. Um, and also maybe gives a better purchase of are they good or not than just, oh, hey, maybe that's something our parents would do. Because in real world time, we're pretty far removed from those books being new. Like, I think it gives a better context for the morality questions mm. than just hinging it all on what did the pride do? Right. Also, adults still suck, <laughs> which is a relevant message in this 2019. Tim, she said destroy. 
So this book, I remember reading the last issue for Panelology, and I came on, and Alex was the one who told me it wasn't going to go on anymore. Oh, no. And I got really, really upset. <laughs> really good book that I really enjoyed reading. Um, Sun Goddess and Her People versus Death Goddess. And it was, it was a fun story. I just really enjoyed it. And there needs to be more. The Sun Goddess is the bad guy, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I was... I was a little bit sad that day. It was one of many, many, many vault books that yeah. we're going to name during this episode. I love vault. I'll just go ahead and say it. So it, say we all. Yes. So say we all. It is not, according to my list, my favorite vault book. Oh my. But I did enjoy it. All right. Let's go into the sorbet, sherbet. What is it used to cleanse your palate? It's sorbet. It's definitely not a sherbet. It's not sherbet. <laughs> sherbet. <laughs> I don't even know what that's from. <laughs> My God. Every time. That was adorable. <laughs> the sorbet to the feast of comics that is 2019. The first round of our one shot picks. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, Jen. Harley Quinn, villain of the year. Man, I was hoping you'd go backwards. Okay. Um, yes, this is the best of books. It is the best book that was released this entire fucking year. Fight me. Um, hey, I'm back to being aggressive. Look at that. Just snap of the fingers. I think like you need more mezcal. Oh, do I? Do I need more mezcal to be more aggressive? Are you sure? That's not a plan, right? Um, you this be aggressive during the sherbet round. That's all my... Sherbet makes me very aggressive. <laughs> it's also sorbet. No, no, no. Now um, it's sherbet. Cleanse your palate, God damn it! <laughs> Clean it up, bitch. <laughs> you get ready for this fish. <laughs> oh, there's you nothing have meat worse. Before fish? No. No. Did he say the meat round first? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's not we're we're having it. meat fish look, meat. Look, that's what I we're doing. For some <laughs> reason, we're fucking this whole meal up. You know, Alex, look, we're not letting you cook for us anymore. This is, my this list is new is in and order. inventive. Jen's is random. <laughs> it's true. It's my fault. Jen's the one who put meat first. I'm the one who put fish in the so meat. You said meat fish meat with sherbet in the middle? <laughs> Man, I've never yes. eaten at your <laughs> <laughs> It's a very cerebral meal. That's anybody anybody fair. who tells me that their food is cerebral i'm like oh it's bad that's what you <laughs> that's what you mean right like this is bad i have to you think about what? it no. and go oh this is bad that says their food is cerebral i have prepared for you some calf brain for a living oh no it is very cerebral no no, no. <laughs> it may be it's not going in my mouth how about monkey brain that's what she said no no especially not that you can say that's what she said for yourself <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> my god we're never getting through this episode <laughs> no anyway harley quinn villain of the year uh it's this beautiful wonderful amazing hilarious story of the villain of the year awards with harley quinn hosting and if that doesn't sound good to you we're not friends anymore agreed yeah my pick, Ghost Spider Annual Number 1. This is Vita Ayala writing a story about Gwen Stacy of Earth-65 on the 616, accidentally stumbling across an arcade death trap designed for Peter Parker and having to deal with kind of the parallel traumatic moments. You know, there's a lizard and they both have, and maybe even for her it's a little more weighted around the lizard because her lizard was Peter. The big <laughs> trauma for Peter Sorry. is... <laughs> I, I became 12 in that instant. 
The big trauma for Peter, of course, is Gwen's death, so she has to face her own death and her own mortality in that context um, in a completely different way than what Arcade planned. And I just love the idea that, like, Arcade sets these things up, doesn't know when people's going to stumble across them, doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, he's likely, like, completely forgotten about this one. Yeah, like, maybe the information he uses up to date, maybe it's not. Maybe the wrong person steps into (laughs) it. (laughs) Oopsie-daisy. Like, I want a Batman Arkham game style game that's just Peter stumbling into the wrong death traps. My god, yes. I'd play that. Play the fuck out of that. There we go. So, um, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man for PlayStation 2 is just that. <laughs> Let it be just that. Spider-Man versus Wolverine's greatest hits. But you still have to like flip around and catch comic book pages because yes. that is my actual favorite part of the Spider-Man game. <laughs> Well, just one of them. Say it's not well, the just one. That, one. that just involves a lot of swinging around New York, which is so much fun to do at 2 a.m. Yes. All right. Everybody full of sherbet? <laughs> Good. Let's move on. There's always room for sherbet. Sherbet? Sherbet. Sherbet. It's sherbet. Uh, now, if you had to rank How high school Sherbet? musical characters, where does sherbet fall? Mm, the best. Christ. The best. Can only make that joke because of Meg. What? I don't remember which one Sherbet was. That's okay. It's Sharpay. It's, not, it's Sharpay. It's Sharpay. Um. You know, like the dog <laughs> that I'm allergic to. <laughs> right. Tim, you're starting this round. Oh. You're which starting, course is this? This is round eight. This is the uh, calamari course. Fucking hell, your dinners. <laughs> okay, this is my first. There's a calamari course. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I, I went t- to the Alton a- Brown School of Eat More Space Aliens. I took a calamari course at college. Yeah? Yeah. How'd your handwriting end up afterward? <laughs> their their octodextry is... Ambidextrous? No, you had it. You had octodextrous. Yeah, joke. you okay, were yeah. completely correct. You were there. I didn't, Fucking, I didn't hold have on, wait. No, you need joke. this. You deserve it after that. No, no. Then he backed up. <laughs> then he backed up from it. Doesn't matter. He still got it. I am not recreating Shia LaBeouf.gif for Tim. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it's Bronze Age Boogie. My first Ahoy book is Project Bronze Age Boogie, which I I got just because I told him to put all the Ahoy books in my box, and then I read it, and yeah, I you did. absolutely loved it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we we were was- joking beforehand uh, about. Last year, I was the hipster who had one book that overlapped yeah, with anyone else. This year, it's Tim, who only reads small press. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. Tim just wants all the books by the three smallest publishers, please. Well, they're the best ones. Um, but it's so much fun. Um, it's just a train wreck of events and time and people and time. Um, you get this barbarian princess who travels back to do things in the 70s and just... It's so much fun, and I can't explain it here. But it's it's a it's a it's a really good book, and people should be reading it. You know how I feel about my my anachronisms and and misplaced time things, and this just fits right in there perfectly. As one yourself, you find them comforting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Jen. Yeah. Harleen. 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 Yep. It's that one. <laughs> Did you just spit? Are you okay, Tim? <laughs> I thought it's I saw all, a little bit. In it, it's in the beard. All right, it's in cool. The beard. <laughs> that's why he grew it. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was trying to be like your really tall twin, but that's fine. <laughs> it was all in preparation for this moment. Yeah. <laughs> this delves into Harley Quinn. Boy, does it ever! In a way that um, 
we're maybe not used to. It it's her time at Arkham trying to trying to fix the Joker. And as horrible as that sounds, it's Jeff on Shayek, so it's amazing and it's beautiful. Yeah, I mean at the end of the day, like it's a relationship book. It yeah. is what he does and it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, it's what if all the women who've ever thought they can fix him knew that they couldn't, but still tried anyway? Um, yeah. Nope, that triggers something in me. In yeah, life. yeah, it, it's and a I very like triggering fucking book. You should have been there when we were talking about any of the other uh, issues. No, I don't think just I would have like, been okay. Just, just know, like, just know, <laughs> I get so mad at her because I want to slap her in the face and be like, bitch, listen, no, you can't. But also, you would do the same thing. No, super so wouldn't. Super wouldn't. I'm one Super of don't want to fix anyone. Mm. If you don't want to fix yourself... Okay. Yeah. On, Don't. Cool. On paper, this book should be just the worst. Swipe left. <laughs> Although I think Tim swiped right. I think, I think Tim did. did no, it's swipe just right. That she did this little finger thing when she was talking. Uh. It was, mm. <laughs> okay. I talk with my hands, and it, apparently. And it simulated a, a swiping motion. Block and report. <laughs> Block and report. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, Meg, mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, um, did this start in 2018? I feel like I've been reading Buffy forever, but... I don't think so. I think it started this year. Did it? I don't know. But I gotta say, these covers are amazing. They're one of the few that I ever buy a variance for. One of the few I ever buy in singles. But it takes Buffy of the 90s <clears throat> and updates it and takes away some of the problematic things, like Xander, <laughs> and adds some fun twists to those problematic things. Um... I don't know. I just really love what they're doing. I debated putting both Buffy and Angel, but it is worth mentioning that Angel is... We can, um, we can lump them in as one. That's, yeah, that's fine. Um, it's, I think they're doing great things because I also think the... I have a trouble watching the original Angel TV show these days, so I think they're just doing great jobs of updating it. So it is good for nostalgia, but it's also really good for people that didn't watch Buffy. This is also really hard to talk to you guys with these glasses on. Cosign as someone who has never watched Buffy. Let the record of like Ray just took off one pair of glasses and pulled another <laughs> down from the top of her head to wear. One pair is for knitting. The other pair is for talking to us. I, am, I can't see things close up very well. It hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had not noticed you were wearing two pairs of glasses as <laughs> yes. the real takeaway I, here. What's fun is that I do almost every time we record something. Yes. So. Uh, Okay, so I didn't watch Buffy. Uh huh. And after we, because I'm sure you don't want to go over it on this podcast, but I really am interested why <laughs> Xander. Wanna, I don't want to go over anything about. Well, like, why Xander is problematic. He's like, a fuckboy. He, he is a bit of a fuckboy. He seemed like kind of a nerd. Xander like, gets friend zoned very quickly by Buffy, and it is, and, and takes too many seasons to get over it. And then is just an asshole to everybody else. He's the only one without any, like, power, and it makes him super awful because of that mm. like i would say it makes him have super awful moments but he he kind of shakes himself out of it a lot but the fact that he gets there that's his instinct re- he gets there yeah. immediately and then has to shake himself out of it instead of just being like okay this is how the world is he Shut literally the fuck like puts a love spell to get everybody in town i don't know every time i watch it i have less and less patience for xander oh, okay. this is the yeah. problem that i have because xander used to actually be one of my favorite characters and i don't know it's just gotten worse and worse and i think it also in fact is because of how the the entire series ends he ends up with dawn and i think that that's just super problematic okay i'm okay with it um it's fine (laughs) 
I say this completely unironically. I love when Meg and Jen get to talk Buffy <laughs> and disagree about Xander's arc. I don't well, know. I just I love Xander and I hate Dawn's him at Buffy's the same time. Sister. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now that so could be he creepy. met Don yeah. when she was well. He well, he, to be thinks, fair, he thinks that he's known Don her entire yeah, life, right? Pretty much. But Don's a key to another dimension. So really met her when she was like fourteen. Yeah, which is now, a fantastic way to retcon anything. Yes, if she's it was the, a wonderful retcon. If she's it, it the key master, like, is he the gatekeeper? I know. There is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> there is no Buffy, only Zool. There is no Buffy, only Glory. What? It's like, did you watch the beginning of, do you watch Supergirl? No. That's the one I haven't started I do. yet. Okay, so <laughs> I had trouble with Jeremy Jordan's character at first because yes. it was a super friend zone stuff, and they cut that so quickly. And that's kind of how Xander is to me, is that it's like season upon season of just... Why not after. me? It's so much. Why not me? Yes. Uh, Jeremy Jordan sounds like a. And then and then when he finally like gets his quote unquote happy ending that doesn't actually happen, it's like he's settling. Oh yeah, the he whole... makes it seem like he's fucking settling yes. when really he's getting a great fucking woman who the, would do the anything best. for him. Anya's yeah, the fucking I love best. Anya and, and bunnies. fucking leaves her at the altar. Oh, <laughs> so mad. <laughs> so now we've talked about Buffy. Yep. <laughs> So all you need to know is that Xander is a little less of a fuckboy, and it also causes him to get into trouble, unlike it did in the show. Yeah. Because Xander is, what's his name? Who's created the show? Who's the asshole that created Joss Whedon. Thank you. Yeah. Stand in for Joss Whedon. Yeah. Oh, that explains, I was going to make the joke about, oh, that must be the Joss Whedon stand Yes, yeah. it is the Joss Whedon Okay. Yeah. That makes complete sense yes. in the context of yeah. life. Also, Spike is great God, in yeah, these Spike. books, too. And, yes. and Spike is problematic in a lot of ways in buffy but so is buffy no okay everybody is problematic in buffy but man i could write a dissertation on the sixth season which everybody hates it how it is such a good reflection on how depression is and how you get through it yeah see spike would be a little more obviously problematic than xander from somebody who hasn't seen the show uh, yeah because he's a vampire with no soul yeah yeah and he seems like kind of a douche i mean the poet formerly known as spike i just want to end this moment angel fan yeah definitely always rooted for spike throw out appreciation for the suits that brian edward hill puts lilith in in angel also if we get riley is in Oh, Angel, yeah. I love. If we get Riley in any of this, I hope he's a fuck boy for real. Man, I also because I fucking hate Riley on how so important much. Riley is. Important. Yeah. Riley he's is such a douche. Riley is necessary to show Buffy that she cannot actually have a normal life. That is the whole purpose. He is terrible. He is awful. He deserves a happy ending that he gets because he is a normal guy and deserves that. He's, but, but he's but, not. But he's God, a dickhead. Damn, he he's a stupid asshole. fucking dickhead. But wasn't Riley I, just the uh, poor man's angel? Yeah. Oh, I thought that was going to spark another <laughs> no, debate. But like, <laughs> no, but like, yeah. <laughs> Riley was her attempt at dating and living a normal life instead of, you know, falling in love with supernatural beings. Except, oops, guess Except what, for, he's part yeah. of a private organization, oh, paramilitary yeah. group. And then he gets all butthurt when he no longer can fight and, like, his girlfriend's suddenly more powerful than him. And it's like, you're fucking dating the Slayer. And he starts most... getting bit by vampires to cope. Like, what? <sighs> what? Riley is a lot. <laughs> I love everything that just happened. <laughs> But we do need to move on. <laughs> you know what? We should, we should I, just start a Buffy podcast. I was about to say, we should start a Buffy podcast. It would just be even better. <laughs> Will we make these boys watch Buffy? Oh, my God. Meg has learned the trick to getting me to watch a TV show. <laughs> Turn it into a podcast. Brian's number eight pick. Unstoppable. She's the wasp, damn it. 
<laughs> it's a miracle. That's all I'm going to say about it because we're going to talk about it again. And have already talked about it. And Mike cut in Brian talking about it right now. <laughs> Miles Morales, Spider-Man. This is Saladin Ahmed. He is the first person to write Miles post-Bendis. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, not only does he knock it out of the park, but even his like kid writing sounds like kids talking. Because he's it got does. two kids who are maybe not of exactly the same age, but close enough. Like He gets there, he's great at it. And he's building this out so much as family drama not in a like oh no we all hate each other way but in like the tension between miles existing as a superhero and like miles loving his uncle who does bad things sometimes and miles trying to not disappoint his parents but knowing that the life he's chosen is not one they want for him right like them turning around and supporting him and you know his uncle and father sort of reuniting after being estranged to be there for him and him having a new sister now like that's the end of the last issue is his sister who we've known about for a while coming Mm -hmm. is born it's like how's that gonna change things going forward now that he's got this new context that he exists in i love everything about this book and i could have picked any of his books to go on the list this year and been happy with it but i think this is like the most he's knocking it out of the park right now i love his miss marvel i love everything he does but this is just like i don't think anyone else would write this book that's everyone's eights yeah yep Number seven, Meg, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Okay. Did anybody else read this? I read the first issue or two, maybe. So it's Kelly Thompson again. Yes. Um, and which is again the only reason I picked it up because I don't particularly, you know, Sabrina. I'm I'm more Archie than Sabrina. Um, but this takes everything I love about Chilling Adventures and everything I love about '90s Sabrina and kind of puts it together. It's a dark Sabrina who exists in like a light world, so they're still doing actual witchcraft and not the bullshit of the 90s <laughs> but it's super fun it's not all dark and dreary and something's going on in the town and there are all these creatures that aren't showing up as magical but they exist and trying to figure out what's going on and and who's causing these creatures um and also there's a love triangle i like that there's someone else outside of harvey though and it, sabrina's not like it's one point she's like fuck you both i'm out <laughs> you guys can sit here and deal with your 90, 1950s bullshit i'm gonna go over there so it's great. Kelly Thompson just can do no wrong. Agreed. Uh, Jen. Yeah. Ghosted in L.A. This book I'm is curious. so wonderful. It's about a, a 18-year-old girl who goes off to college. Um, I remember you telling me about this one. I'm very excited. It's so Sorry. good. It's very good. And it's the same guy who did Iceman. Yeah. Yeah. She ends up going to the same college as her boyfriend, um, except, oops, oh no, her boyfriend breaks up with her within the first week of them going there. Um, and she's having to deal with the fallout of that and a big fight that she had with her best friend before moving and, uh, you know, living in an apartment with ghosts, you know, typical 18 year old yeah. stuff. So she goes someone, she gets ghosted. She goes to live with ghosts. Yeah. In LA. Yeah. That's exactly everything that happens. Also so much ghost smooching. So much oh, yes. people wanting to smooch ghosts. Yes. <laughs> No actual smooching has occurred yet, but people wanting to smooch ghosts in every issue. Now, I think some ghost smooching has happened. I think her ex has done ghost smooching at this point. Oh, yeah. I think there has been off-panel ghost smooching. He's gotten the cold lip. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, because 
because his his ghost seems more timid about that kind of stuff. That because is he comes from a different age when that sure. wasn't exactly people weren't open about being gay because it was fucking dangerous. Maybe he's just gotten the cold footsie then. Cold footsie. Yeah. This book is so good. I love it. I love it too. Me, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Thought there was just a comic called Me and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, hold on. What is this about?" Me. It's about no. me. This is Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. Uh, in theory, you've heard Brian cut in and talk about it, but in case he hasn't, I'm going to too. Uh, so this is Kieran Gillen writing his answer to Watchmen's legacy in comics. Not just to Watchmen, but to what has come after it. Uh, Peter Cannon was sort of the basis for the Ozymandias character. If it had gone ahead with the Charlton characters like was originally planned, that's who would have been Ozymandias. Mm-hmm. And it uses sort of that context to go issue by issue in different major writers' styles. Like there's a Warren Ellis issue, there's a Grant Morrison issue, and play with different comics, storytelling tools, and formats, and tropes that came after Watchmen, maybe as a result of Watchmen, and that have left their own impacts on comics storytelling. Uh, And this is 2019. This is the year that we have had a Watchmen TV show that I have not seen, but I know is well regarded. This is the year that Doomsday Clock has ended. and (laughs) Not started in, but definitely (laughs) ended. Well, you know, it was a 12-issue series. It was never going to end and start in the same year. Unless sure. it started in January of a year. Um, this is a really great way to interact with the legacy of Watchmen without having to wade into trying to be more Watchmen. Yeah, without having sort of the baggage of people being fanboy shitheads about it. <laughs> And I think the thing that like I love the most about it is just the way it plays with form and expectation. And in the Grant Morrison-themed issue, there's a moment where everyone needs to travel across the multiverse. So the magic user in the group has everyone lay in these rectangles that are drawn out on the ground in chalk. And then we get a straight-down shot of those squares, and suddenly they're comics panels. Huh. And because they're comics panels, they can break through the through the rules of universe, through structuralism and formalism, and arrive in a new place. <laughs> um, it's like, that kind of shit is my jam. I am here for it. I love it. Uh, this is this is my obligatory Kieran Gillen listing this year. <laughs> I fucked up my list. Oh no, what happened? Don't worry about it. It's on Brian's. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's talk, speaking of Brian, about his number seven pick, Deceased. Deceased. What if DC characters were zombies that made you cry? I don't know that so many of the zombies made me cry, but definitely the living characters did. Okay, the interactions between the living yeah, and the like, undead. Yeah, it's like, what if somebody got the Walking Dead right, but also added DC characters? What if you had to watch Superboy put his father down like a dog? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, what if they got Walking Dead, right? Mm. Anyway. What if if you had to watch Harley and Ivy deal with a zombie Mr. Joker and just try to fucking survive together? And that is not what I thought you were going to say. Just try to fuck. (laughs) Period. The end. Yes. That's where I thought it was going. (laughs) It's Harley and Ivy. Of course they fuck. 
What? No, come on, they're best friends. No, uh, they are lovers. Definitely at least one comic that I've read where they really, yeah. Oh, send me that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm wondering if it was fan. What? One hundred percent, they bone. It was the Catwoman no. book by Mad Cabot. Oh, but well, reading more of that. It's also like DC continuity. They are a couple. Yeah, I think I've just like blanked that out because I want to believe that hot people can just be friends with each other. Without you can boning, be friends and bone and then not bone and it's okay. <laughs> I just want Harley to be fucking happy. That oh, too. okay, happy and fucking yes. What were we talking about? DC, right? Zombies, techno organic zombie virus. Sorry. Uh, yeah, it was. It was very good. It was the all the Green Lantern stuff was probably my favorite. Oh, getting to Green see Canary, Green Canary. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The only thing that could have made it better for you would have been if they had killed off Yes, Kyle, Kyle Rayner, please God. Please God, kill Kyle Rayner and let him die forever for real. <laughs> please. I hate that dickhead. Anyway. Okay, so you're not wrong about Kyle Rayner. No, like, I'm not. Like, I went back and I, like, reviewed this. <laughs> I can't help but have a special... Pl- oh, I just knocked oh, my mic. Oh. I can't help but have a special place in my heart for Kyle Rayner, though he was my Green Lantern when I was, like, 13. Well, okay, but you were probably a problematic asshole when you were 13. I- <laughs> I definitely was. I know I was. But he's an artist. He's so oh cool. Oh my god. Uh, definitely said my bad cabinet was there, J Moss. I had to double check. Oh, but yeah. But yeah. yeah not not no. wrong on any account. No, no, yeah. no, he's terrible. He's a terrible person, period. Blah. The worst. I mean, I don't know that I'd say he's the worst. I'm sure there are worse people. Look, I liked a lot of terrible people when I was younger. Anakin Skywalker killed children. I used to really... Yeah, there you I'm go. I he's also love- fucking Darth Vader. He's the bad guy. <laughs> I'm saying that's worse. Maybe to you. <laughs> no, to the whole galaxy far, far away. Look, you don't know. You don't- I do. I've seen the movies. <laughs> Read the comics. What I'm saying is we don't have enough of the backstory on what the Empire is actually trying to do. All right? Evil. No, no you, you no, just get told evil. That's it. trying to tell me that Darth Vader is a better human than Kyle Rayner? No. Okay. But there I are, want to. <laughs> there are fascist okay, government organizations. Darth Vader is human. Or that Anakin is human, and we have no idea what he's no, not human from Earth. Is, he's yeah, humanoid. So you were wrong. He's, humanoid. he's a human. He's just from no, another he's planet. Humanoid. You can be a human and not from he's Earth. Humanoid. Only trying to help you here, Jenna. <laughs> The idea that Hayden Christensen is not human. Okay, that is that's, that's the truth. That's though. actually like, not no, human. Yeah. That's different. Have you seen him? Come on, it's that a, can't be human. It's a fascist institution. For that one up for you. All about powering up Emperor Palpatine that frequently drains planets dry and brutalizes their citizens and kills anyone who gets in its way. They're not good people. Yep, not good people. I'm not going to get political right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for love of God, let's move on. <laughs> you know what I think we need? I think we need some sherbet. <laughs> Fuck you. Sherbet. Well, who's that? It's America's former president, Sherbert Hoover. <laughs> I thought you were just going to say, Which it's is, Sherbet. That's that's Meg's new nickname is Sherbert Hoover. It's not. He's the ghost of <laughs> Sherbert Hoover. Here to say, hey, Jen, tell me about Tales from the Dark Multiverse. Mm. More good Green Lantern stuff. So all of these were great. They were all great. But 
the best one was the Blackest Night one, where you get to see Sinestro being both a Black Lantern and a White Lantern, and all this crazy shit that happened because he wasn't willing to give up the power of the White Lantern and share it with people. Fifty Shades of Grey Lantern. Fifty Shades of Grey Lantern, yeah. Um, except no Dom jeans, which is Damn. sad. So sad. I know. That's the only good thing about that. Movie. In brightest day, in Damas jeans. <laughs> no evil shall escape my peen. <laughs> I want. Oh no! I really want a denim lantern now. <laughs> it's just the dude from Fifty Shades. Yeah. Jamie Dornan is. The I'm glad denim he said lantern. that because yeah. I was like, if I, I, I say this, so this was, I couldn't and, fucking remember his name. So. I was like, the Killing, that guy. No, wait, oh, that's a, that's a different one. Show, no, same guy. Is it okay? Yeah. I get go. confused with that one and the one. Um, He's that, also the Huntsman in Once Upon a Time. And yeah, 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 so yeah. You yeah. know that I have a crafts project for this afternoon now to build it. Tim, a if, denim you do not, if you do not come to Dragon Con as the Denim Lantern, <laughs> yeah, I will be. I will disown you. You yeah. will never be on the oh, show I'm, again. I'm, I, I'm trying to figure out how to make fingerless denim gloves. Oh, it's easy. I can do it for you. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say you've got at least like three creative people that can help you out with <laughs> yeah. it, like out throwing anything. If you I'm going to be up like on the little tailor stand thing, getting measured. Here. Yeah. If you do not show, but up there's as the no denim shirt lantern. for the Denim Lantern. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Just you have shirt. to be shirtless and unfortunately shoeless. <laughs> I will guarantee it's fine. that Meg always has more appearances on this show than you if you don't come to Dragon Con <laughs> oh, 2020 snap. as the Denim right. Lantern. The Denim Lantern. It's a thing. Hold on, let me make I myself a I'm note. I'm a threat. Well, you know, gotta know your audience. <laughs> Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number 14, or as I had to abbreviate it in my notes to make it fit, Effin' Spider-Man. Effin' Spider-Man. Uh, I debated between two issues of this series for this slot. Number six, which is Spider-Man and his sidekick Spider-Bit, who is a Make-A-Wish kid. And this issue, which is sort of the flip side of the story, where like the whole city comes together to be like, Nah, Peter, your aunt is in the hospital undergoing cancer treatment. We got this tonight. Aww. Um... <laughs> This is also Tom Taylor. Uh, you want the two most most feeling chalked Spider-Man runs put together uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man and this Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man that Chip did last year. Oh. And you will feel all of the emotions. Fucking Chip. Like a denim lantern. Like a denim lantern. No, um, his, no his emotion is just haunt. How do I... <laughs> is, is, wait, is Canadian an emotion? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. It's also called Sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. In sorriest day, in sorriest <laughs> night, eh? Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry to any Canadians out there. Sorry. Sorry. So, sorry. 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 Forget about it. Eh? How am I going to make denim glow? Oh, Tim, we got I'm you. sure you'll Don't find worry. a way. Again, Look, if you've it, got plenty of friends, we'll help you out. If it's tailored correctly, it'll glow, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> She said the same thing before she made my pom- prom dress. It's true. Your pom-pom dress? Yeah, my pom-pom, pom-pom dress. Pom-pom prom dress. Wait, oh, I didn't do it. Fuck. Your pom-pom Pomeranian prom dress? Fuck you, Alex. Bob blah 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 blog? Bob blah 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 blog? Yeah, I can say that. Yep. And Ron Bob blah blah fun run? Yep, I can still say it. You're just making noises. You're not saying nope. anything. Anywho. Bob blah 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 blog. Nope. Have you not watched Arrested Development? Uh, the Bob blah 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 blog. <laughs> Tim. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let me drink more and I can still say it. Like, blah, 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 blah. If we keep going, this is only going to end with her singing the phone number from the IT crowd. Oh, oh, we should, oh, we should yeah. definitely move on. <laughs> Fucking best show. Anyway, effing Spider-Man is effing good. Put that on the trade, Marvel, you cowards. <laughs> All right, the round of six. Did we do my seven? No. No. (laughs) It's good you remember when you're forgotten. Seven, high heaven, Tim. uh, Is that why you put that that as number seven? That's just a happy accident. you suck. No, I'm just kidding. Tim, big fan of seventh heaven. Yeah, high heaven. Oh, I loved that show when I was little, but... I'm sorry, most (laughs) ironic pick. (laughs) Come on, What? Wasn't it a Jesus-y show? Yeah, but yeah. like, did you not you've watch all, it? You didn't watch it. You've those already, kids, those also, kids that did dad not. Has, uh, yeah, yeah, that dad's got not? some issues. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like, yeah. like they were a Jesus-y household, but it was like, oh, they're fucked up. Also, IRL. Also IRL. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Yeah, let's move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. moving on. Um. So, High Heaven uh, is basically about a guy who dies in a really really silly way and then goes to heaven and he finds out that it kind of sucks and that there's actually two heavens and it's really cool as to why and it's Are fun you, story just, like the good place yeah <laughs> meg and i have gone to the same place <laughs> sort of uh it's not it doesn't read anything like the good place okay but i could see how that would be a similar concept but no it's very different holy forking shirt balls yeah. <laughs> all right now for the sixes yes uh brian red sonia i can talk about this this is yet another uh fuck mark russell book yet Yet another another fuck fuck. (laughs) they boned out no there is no boning in this book i cannot find this this is sold out constantly in my comic shop oh my gosh which one is this one red sonia Red Sonia. this is very good um this was another one that kind of i debated on my list like if you looked at my extended list of 20 this is there um it is red sonia coming back to assume the throne of her homeland as it is it being invaded 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 <laughs> invaded a, much like much like the blossom household there's a lot of invading oh Wow. We went wow. I would have gone with Diedrich Bader. Mm. That's where I would have headed with that one. Bader? I hardly know her. God damn it. <laughs> I was hoping for one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he broke. Oh, we broke Alex. <coughs> he broke himself. I killed him. Never. Yet another fuck. Yet another I'm going to write fuck. that novel when I get home. You know what that's going to be? My Tim wrote a porno. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's going to be a Max Arco private eye novel. Oh, God. You can't reference things from a podcast episode that isn't out yet from a different show. I do, though. <laughs> we do it's every so time yeah, they're I know, on. This, is, this, this forces true. the crossover. Now you got to go listen to the other thing. Yeah. Uh, anywho, uh, Sonia is here to fight off a prophesied emperor who will live until he loses and then he dies. Therefore, he must always be conquesting. <laughs> ABCs. ABC. Right. Coffees for conquistadors. <laughs> Man, future me is gonna hate editing this. Yeah, you are. Don't cut that though. Uh, copies for conquistadors. <laughs> keep that. That's you, good. You keep okay. that. I need that shirt. <laughs> we gotta get on that merch train soon. Yeah, we do. You can art art us some merch. Please art us some merch. Oh me. You. <laughs> oh shit. Say I don't know who you're calling me. me out there. All right. There we go. Uh, I, I would wear a coffee as for conquistador shirt. Mm-hmm. Me. We move on to me. <laughs> 
somehow not the person who has the unstoppable wasp in the highest position on their list the unstoppable wasp what yeah as number five that's number six. Oh wait we're still on six never <laughs> mind sorry six. oops it's been a while. I love this book. Since you had to count. Since we started. <laughs> well, because we started six and then we realized we forgot oh, to Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> second um, six. Just like a hobbit. It's our second sixes. <laughs> Uh, I fucking love the Unstoppable Wasp. I don't know. I've thrown shade at you for not reading it if you aren't reading it for years now. Um, <laughs> yes, for literal years. It is... I mean, the book in general is the thing that when I was feeling burnt out on superhero comics and especially Marvel stuff after Civil War II like, sort of brought me back around, um, it is optimistic and upbeat despite legitimately like real world things people go through happening um and there's the the first volume of it stays pretty light some brainwashing and murderous children aside Mm -hmm. um but this arc gets kind of into meat Mm -hmm. this arc gets into the idea that nadia shares hank's bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. and we see nadia have her first bipolar episode and try to fix everything and everyone and we see the way she sort of pulls back and pulls within herself and literally shrinks down into her crystal palace and treats everyone's problems as a thing she can solve and people as problems to be fixed which is so far from what we've ever seen her do before and we see her reaction to having been in that place and being pulled back from that place and like this is a thing that jeremy whitley has gotten people tweeting at him and emailing being like i went and saw a therapist because of this it is well written and treats the subject matter with respect and still remains upbeat which I think is sort of the thing I love the most about this book, which is no matter what, like, there is an optimism to it. Um, it is what superhero books should be. Uh, and that it is not higher on my list is just a testament to how fucking good comics are. Yes, my dog is currently <laughs> snoring very loudly. Either my dog or my cat, I don't know. Kind of sounds like a cat. Jen. You know how we said earlier you would talk more about Fair Lady? Yeah. Now is the time when you will talk more about now Fair Lady. Now is the time. We have arrived. We have a riven. A riven? That's definitely a word. Riven, the sequel to Mist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Mist. Anyway. Yeah, Fair Lady. It's about Jenner Felds, the, fir- the very first Fair Lady who uh, fought in a war and is an investigator slash bounty hunter and has to go on this epic quest to figure out what the fuck is going on in her town um it's so good and there's a cat man that you can't call a cat man but i can't remember what exactly what his race is right now tabaxi tabaxi that's it no it's not but um <laughs> this isn't D, but somehow it is this book is so good i don't know how more people haven't read this book it's very very sad that it didn't get more than an arc yeah. Because you have like these weird wizards and tech libraries and I don't know, it's just so good. Their entire town is the body of like a big giant robot thing that has fallen and they've built inside of it. This and I want to know what happened. I want to know so bad. This read, sounds like kind of a Tim book. It's it, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, write it down. All right, I'm writing it down. Mm-hmm. Scratch that. And it's episodic and it can come back. Yeah. yeah. Like who who put it out? Image. 
image? Mm-hmm. Okay. So at first, throughout the first few issues, you're like, I have no idea what's going on. None of this is connected. And then by the end, you're like, holy shit, every single part of this was important. Okay. It's all connected. Where's my red yarn? Yes. I needed red yarn throughout the whole thing. Yeah, you look for any excuse to pull out the red yarn. I do. Let's be honest. I do. I do. It's true. Yes. Meg, mm-hmm. Gwynpool strikes back. So, I did West Coast Avengers as well, and so I've gotten all my Gwynpool. This is like the biggest, wonderful, fuck you Marvel comic that Marvel has put out. Because the whole thing is about how she's coming to terms with she needs to find superpowers so that Marvel doesn't cancel her. And it's like basically talking about just how marvel keeps canceling things and restarting things and so it's like the entire thing's about her you know one issue is i need a sexy cover so she goes to the fantastic (laughs) four she finds deadpool to be like can you help me break into fantastic four's house to like create a sexy cover and then deadpool gets to be daddy deadpool but not daddy tm deadpool and (laughs) very quickly like hey by the way gwynpool's 19 and yeah she's been in the marvel universe for about three years but it's marvel so gwynpool's 19 so like don't ship us and i just really appreciate like how they're handling it and then she's like oh but you guys fucking like me more when i'm evil and it's kind of it's just her kind of coming to terms with how she can stay alive and how gwynpool can continue to be a thing and i i don't know i just really appreciate it especially because they keep fucking canceling things that i love now i will mention this and this will sound absolutely like a non sequitur but if you've read it and you have read it you'll recognize why this is important the editor for this is the editor for the x-men office oh interesting okay yeah interesting everything makes so much more sense now okay (laughs) they also have one page of one issue where the original creator of Gwenpool got to do the page and it's him talking to her and he's like but i never talked to you this is really unfucking comfortable and i'm gonna now get off the page so i love it it's so great there's also a chart it's like how do you like your characters that break the fourth wall that tells you if you should read Gwenpool or Deadpool? Because so, she's like, I don't read Deadpool. And he's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> I did I did really love the editorial note from her that, that was like, if, I, look, don't ship us, but I know you're going to because you're nasty. Exactly, yes. And I'm like, I appreciate that, yes. I am nasty. I need but, the shirt that says nasty with both Gwenpool and Deadpool's color scheme going on the first issue the first cover so it's all about her doing these covers to get cells and the first one she unmasks spider-man and then deadpool finds out and he's like i'm sorry hold on you did what to my boy (laughs) i'm sorry and she's like i don't read your comics i don't know and he's like no no i no longer am helping you (laughs) so it's great if you like the meta stuff which i love so it's totally worth reading. Tim. Yes. I am not skipping you this time. Yay. <laughs> Tell me, the other person at this table who has read all of Wasted Space, about Wasted Space. Wasted Space. I feel like we've told everybody that they should be wasted. We're reading. That we should be, oh, <laughs> hold on, on, wait. I'll on. get there. <laughs> Mezcal up. And there's a shot of absence. We should, everybody should be reading Wasted Space because it's one of the best comics out there. Uh, it's Michael Morizzi and it's about Billy Bane and his crew going around basically we'll say causing havoc in space um he and his to be, fuck kill not marry bot yes um he used to be sort of the voice for i guess the higher power god yeah uh but yeah and it, it's many many hijinks and very very good comic have you listened to any of the audiobooks the wasted space the the yeah. graphic audio one? no i haven't yet i'd be curious to think 
Or to find out what you think of them. It's on my list. Cool. As one of our resident audiobook experts. Yeah. The graphic audio stuff, the other graphic audio stuff that I've listened to is great. Yeah. Uh, Lock and Key? Lock and Key is fantastic. Uh, Lock and Key actually wasn't graphic audio. That was an Audible original. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. But uh, I've got several Green Lanterns uh, and some other stuff that graphic audio has done. It's been very good. That would make very sense good. as to why it's on my Audible app, huh? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't listened to it, it's very good. It's though. so good. Yeah. All right. The round of five. I'm going to go first this time, and I'm going to talk about Captain Marvel, which I fucking love. I could have put any Kelly Thompson book on here, because look, podcast listener at home, lean in real close. Kelly Thompson is good. Kelly Thompson writes very good comics. And you know the thing I think Kelly Thompson does the best, and Meg alluded to this earlier, is take a serious thing and still manage to lace humor throughout it. So much of this book is funny when other writers would not make it funny, would not find the humor in it. And the thing I think for me personally is the reason why this is the Kelly Thompson book that made the list over all others, including Jessica Jones, which is very good and is better than Binda's Jessica Jones. There I said it. I is, mean, it didn't have to be said. It just is. But it's true. When she deals with the history with Rogue. Mm-hmm. I cannot think of many other writers who I would trust to bring the rogue baggage into a present day Captain Marvel story and find a way to let it be a moment of character growth in a way that feels natural. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a lot of Captain Marvel when Kelly Sue DeConnick was writing it and when she wrote The Avenging Spider-Man that sort of reintroduced Carol as Captain Marvel. And I've said on here before, like, the Civil War II stuff really turned me off because it felt like not not what that character should be. Yeah, it, it was a total regression for Carol. And this is the first full... Uh, there was a miniseries Life of Captain Marvel that I Which read and liked before Which is fucking amazing, fantastic, everyone should get it, period. <laughs> but this is the first Captain Marvel ongoing that really has been a must-read book for me since. Uh, Kelly Thompson could write the phone book and I would read it. Same. I mean, honestly, like... It would somehow be funny when it shouldn't somehow. be funny. Like, whose name is Aardvark? <laughs> <laughs> um, Meg talked about the first arc. The second arc of this deals with someone showing up and basically ruining Carol's rep and getting her kicked out of the Air Force and turning public opinion against her. The third arc, which is still ongoing, has her killing off all the Avengers? Like, it's... <laughs> fucking buck wild and i love it like the idea of carol killing the avengers should not work that was civil war Two. it shouldn't work and it does and i love things that shouldn't work but do yeah yeah that's the sign of a fucking great writer yeah um there is no kelly thompson book i won't read mm-hmm. and if you read Same. one let it be this domino slash domino hot shots yeah i had to lump this stuff together because i feel like you have to read it that's fair consecutively like, domino had sort of a weird release strategy that was we're not going to call it a mini series if the sales are good enough we'll give it more issues and we gave it more issues and called it hot shots and then we gave it more issues again and called it a mini series yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, So this is Gail Simone writing Domino and writing Domino as like not just not just the object of everyone's fucking desire, which is how I normally see her. Yeah. Writing her as a real ass person who has real ass problems and real ass friends and real ass doubts about her real ass friends. Um it's just so good. It's just also, and then dealing with getting like god type powers at the end was yeah. fantastic. 
like I love the moment where we see Black Widow mm. like earnestly say, No, you have my trust and respect. Yeah. Just because like that's not an easy person to please. And that felt yeah, earned. And, and she was dealing with so much imposter syndrome in that moment. Yes. It was so good. She's not just this big confident, yes, I am definitely a big 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 superhero girl. Can do all things. She's like, fuck, do I deserve this? I don't know. <laughs> Literally my existence is being lucky. Do yeah. I deserve this? Yeah, I don't really do much except uh look into shit. So are you sure? What happens if not lucky? If not lucky, oh no. We, we know what happens if not lucky. Yeah. Yeah. This was so good. Gail Simone. Gail another, Simone. another person that I will just read anything. Yeah. Same. Uh, and some of her best work, I Also, think. the actual best outlaw, period. Yes. When Tim shows up as the Denim Lantern, you get to be outlaw. Okay. Yeah, no, right. like, shake on it. I'll spit in my hand and everything. Don't, don't think I won't. I would prefer that don't you don't. Don't think I won't. He, wa- he will, but he would prefer <laughs> that you don't. It's dry. It's dry. Okay, all right, there we go. Outlaw. Outlaw on the denim lantern. But, outlaw country! Yeah, I will be screaming outlaw country, like, every three seconds, so <laughs> just so we're all clear, it's going to be annoying. Yeah, Mag. Yes. Yeah. It's ghost spider time. Uh, specifically, dog days are over. Yeah, so... I think at least more than that came out. But I wanted to talk specifically about Dog yeah. Days Are Over, which is the first volume that is not a tie-in. I think the trade comes out in February. but So this was all read in single issues. But uh, this is done by Shawnee McGuire, who is by far, hands down, one of my favorite writers of anything. I mean, like, the woman can write literally every genre. Let's and... say someone hypothetically wanted to read a non-comic book from... Sean and McGuire, what's your recommendation? Do you want me to fucking go into my media recommendations now? I mean, I can do that. Just give me one one shot on right now. Uh, I mean, no joke. What? Give me a genre. Like she does science <laughs> fiction. She does horror. She does. Give me sci-fi. Uh, That's fantasy. my main. So sci-fi. Um, the newsfeed series. It is about life as political um, bloggist during zombies. Let me just add that. Yep, yeah. I'm going on Audible now. Yeah. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. All she, like, when she became, when she got asked to write from Marvel, like, I just remember Twitter. She was so excited. Uh, she's done some X-Men, too. But most of the Spider-Gwen stuff has been tie-in crap, um, which I just don't care for on a general basis. So this is Spider-Gwen, who now has a suit that is, like, connected to her mind. It's not put on a suit. It, it like, molds from her clothes. It is creepy as fuck. It's, and a, it's, it's a Venom symbiote. It is. Um, and her universe has figured out who she is. So she goes to school in the 616. So it's about her balancing her life as a college student in a 616 while still being Ghost Spider. To be fair, in her universe, there aren't as many supervillains or anything. So it's not as extreme. But she's still having to fight that. Plus band practice because literally if she's late, MJ's got a tracker on her and will come find her ass. So... It just was so good to finally get, because I feel like all of the the original Spider-Gwen stuff and that stuff, you couldn't really read it without reading all the tie-in stuff, or not easily. It so, was really heavily yeah. intertwined. So it's, I just, I really, really appreciate finally getting Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider as her and, and seeing her in her daily life. She's living with her dad again, because he's the only person that'll live with her now that, she, her, um, now that people know who she is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 
seeing that Earth 65 Mary Jane working on her anger issues is just the best. So great. No (laughs) joke, at one point she's captured by a villain and the band busts in and they're like, you're an hour late and she's like, hi, I'm strapped to a table. What are you going (laughs) to... Please leave so that you don't get hurt. Yeah. And I just... It's so great. It's so great. I need a Mary Jane's t-shirt. I keep looking at them and I'm like, I just have to buy one. Oh, Brian has the tour one. That limited edition. Yeah. Yeah, the Rico Renzi. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's fine. I'll get over it. Tim's just looking at me like, yes, you've said words. <laughs> Tim, you don't read this book? No, I don't read this book. Shocker. Get Tim! Yeah. We won't learn Tim's five through one because he's been fired. <laughs> but they're good. Can I get you to read other Sean and McGuire stuff first? Yeah. Okay. Can I after, twist your arm? I mean, after... you said zombies. It sounds squishy enough no for Tim. No joke. Like, I picked up... So she writes also under Mirror Grant. Um, she does all of her horror under Mira Grant, which I think actually Newsfeed may be under. Um, yes. But it's, I picked it up I randomly thinking I would hate it because I'm not big on zombies anymore. And I fucking ended up reading all three of them in like four days. And nobody else has really read this series except for like one other friend. And I was like, I just need to talk about these twins, these political twins that go on the road during zombies. And it's just so good. It's so good. It's soon, like, soon, Meg. Yeah. Soon you can do yeah. it again. Yes. Let me know what you think. Yes. I just bought two Sean and Rogue books because I accidentally bought the wrong one first. Which, <laughs> hey, did you, you ever buy the uh, German version of a book first? Because I've no. done that lately. <laughs> Into the Three times. Deep. Into the Downing. That's also really good if you like mermaids. Tell me that's <gasps> the... Well, no, I, I have an audible now. So. Into the Drowning Deep is... So there's a short story about a ship that gets attacked by mermaids. Into the Drowning Deep is about the sister of someone on that ship going to figure out what happened to that ship. God and let's also it. talk about how much I hate water. And I love that book. Hey, do me a favor. Tell me that's the first book in a series. Yeah, you're good. It's okay. not a series. It's oh, There's look. a companion short story that goes with it, but you don't have to read that first. I only have one credit on Audible right now. <laughs> I got six. I actually need to burn some credits. It's it's so terrible that you can't send credits to people. Because there are times when I have like ten and I'm like, fuck, what am I going to do with these? I always find something to do with them. Don't <laughs> get me wrong. Also, quick plug, if you are not big into Audible or don't want to help Amazon, Libro.fm helps out small independent bookstores and it's the same concept. Same price. Let's just go to that right now. I do both. Tim? Yes. Yes, that's Tim's list. I had to double check because this isn't on Jin's list and I'm shocked. I knew it was going to be on Tim's. (laughs) I I cultivated my list by like shit I knew was going to be on other people's lists. I would have an opportunity to talk about it. Now that you've said that, what title is it? Redneck. Yep. It's Redneck. Fuck yes. Redneck's not on your list now that... Uh, you know what? Me. She's going to say the same thing about my number four also. That's right. That it should probably be on her list as well. But yeah, it's Donnie Cakes and it's Texas mm-hmm. small town vampires. Just a small town vamp yeah. living in a lonely camp. I mean, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, I've read the first volume. Yeah. No, it's very Let's good. Let's see. What happened this year? They go to Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this deals with a bunch of like Mexico lore. That's it's so cool. It's yes. so cool. Follow up question: Are there Quetzals? I don't think so. Yeah. Not yet. I don't know what a Quetzal. There I'm might be. always here for there might be snakes. because there's like this whole other dimension for 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 Mexican vampires and Mexican demons and stuff like that. It's so wonderful and it's beautiful and it's terrifying. And this this was the fallout of uh, what's his name? Bartlett. Don't ask me to remember names. Bartlett. 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 Yes. Yeah, I'm like oh, fuck West Wing. Oh. <laughs> Familiar um, quotations. Fuck. Fuck. Bartlett's wedding and everything that happened there. It's so good. Very good. 
This is why I didn't put it on my list. <laughs> <laughs> this is your chance to talk about it. Yeah. I think she just did. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tim. Nope, you're you're good. Good. I apologize. Tim, this is also your chance nope. to talk about it. <laughs> she said everything. Uh, it's Donny Cates and it's great. Imagine that. We liked a Donny Cates book yeah, on exactly. this show. Shock. <sighs> Lies and calumny, I say, as Jenna Jameson. It should just be redneck slash baby teeth because those two like go hand in hand. For oh my me. God, they really do. Tim was in my office slash guest room yesterday as we recorded Minds at York, a bi-weekly Animorphs podcast. <laughs> Just and he look. looks on my shelf and he sees one trait of baby teeth and he says, oh, you've got baby teeth. You need to read more baby teeth. <laughs> you need to read more baby teeth, yeah. Yes. You need the lenticular cover of baby teeth. That's no, I need that. Good. I say, so you need the lenticular <laughs> cover of baby teeth. Yeah. Hey, Jen. Yeah. Die? Die. Oh, that's Brian's list. It's Wait, Brian's list. Yes. But you're explaining. <laughs> but but also, it's like I have like that wasn't three a number command, fives or whatever. Y'all aren't fighting, are you? What? No. Okay. Oh, good. Not currently. It's no. an no. empty comic, not Ag- aggressive. Um, not aggressive an intransitive verb. This is <laughs> on my list of things to read in the past week, and I did not get to it, so I am curious. Hey, you know what? Same. I know. Yeah. This is Kieran Gillen creating a D&D type universe that is fucking amazing. These children create this game. Well, one child creates the game. Um... And they get sucked into it and spend however many years in this game trying to get home. Because the entire party has to agree that they want to go home. And I guess that they had issues the first time around trying to get everybody home. One of them stays behind and is trapped in this world and basically becomes a product of this world. And it's it's truly an insane romp. I love this fucking book. The first arc of it... Each issue was like a different fantasy novel type thing. So there was okay. like a, a Tolkien type novel. I remember when it yeah, came yeah. Out. I knew there was a reason I picked it up. I just It's so good. It Did kills you know me. That Gillen just published the revised rules to the RPG beta? Yeah. Because there's an actual RPG rule set that goes along with this book. We have to do this at some we point. We do have to do this at some point. Like we have to make time to do this. It's so fantastic. And it's Gillen. Yeah. This is round three of one shots. Another Sherbet. <laughs> it's like eBay if you want to buy frozen <laughs> confections. We say as we're coming out of the soup course. Look, we don't even know what we're eating anymore. It's just glop. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The soilet course. <laughs> soilet course. Yeah. Uh, it me, it only me. I'm the only one who had three one shots on my list. Um, but this is my moment to fix a major mistake I made in the past. Oh, which was not talking about this book on our spooktacular. Can we have a moment of silence? Alex made a mistake, you guys. And it not only made a mistake, admitted it. What? We're good. We're ready. We're here. Are you sure? Yes. And the whole silence just got cut by Reaper. But. That was definitely a silence. You can know in your hearts that we had it. For sure, definitely. The Replacer. I would like to talk about The Replacer. Okay. This is a one-shot. A 64-page one-shot from... Uh-oh. 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 Computer broke. Help, help. I want to say Black Mask, but it might have been Vault. You don't know. I don't think it's Vault. I'm getting ads for Call of Duty. The Replacer (laughs) comic. Aftershock. Aftershock. Yeah. It was Aftershock. (laughs) This is about a kid dealing with his father having a chronic illness that is progressive. Mm -hmm. 
and believing that he's been possessed by some kind of demon, and if he can drive the demons out, his father will get better. It is a horror comic. It is semi-autobiographical, mm-hmm. and it is really, really good. Like, I am so mad at myself for not pestering people to read this for the spooktacular this year. So I bought this without realizing that it was a super long one-shot. Mm. I thought it was going to be a mini series. Have you read? I've read part of it. What did you think of what you read? I fucking love this book. It is... It is... It's clearly very personal. Yeah, very. Um, And I like the place that it lives in, which is ambiguity, Mm -hmm. essentially. (laughs) Brian has Harleen on his list Mm -hmm. for number Mm -hmm. four. We've talked about Harleen. Mm -hmm. It's very good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, it shouldn't be good. It should not work. As someone who is just fucking over the goddamn Joker, I should not yes. be here for this. I am here for this. As someone who believes that Harley is the best when there is no goddamn Joker around, I am fucking here for this. Because Stepan Shayek knows how to write a good comic. Imagine that. I was really worried for whatever reason because of Tim's physicality. There's been this whole drama that has played out with Tim mute- with Jen muting Tim so he can stand I was also muting myself so I could crunch down on the sure. For whatever reason, I think it was just the posture with which Tim stood. I thought he was going to take off his pants. One drink. That's all it took. Fluff out that denim lantern for us, Tim. Denim lantern, no more. Oh. Must remove my jeans. <laughs> my power battery is out. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my they power battery is out. <laughs> a panelology band in Canada. That's a, me walking around with a lantern, and that's like the the goof as I just turn off the letter. I'm like, oh, out of power, and then just take my pants off for no reason. <laughs> Gotta go recharge. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Fuck, shit, goddamn, what do these have in common? Gin. Yes, and? They're curse words. Oh, oh, okay, I thought you were just saying they had me in common. (laughs) I like how your response was literally just saying, yes, and? (laughs) (laughs) Well... Um, okay, so how about the actual best Charles Soul comic ever? Yeah, I'm gonna go there. This book ended this year, and I'm so sad. It ended? It ended. <laughs> I didn't know it ended. It ended. Um, this year we've gotten so much good Weezord and Ruby Stitch and Margaret content that that when it finally ended, I almost shed a tear. And, okay, I cried everything. Never mind. I was going to try and be, like, super hard and be like, mm, I don't cry ever. <laughs> Except the entire two fucking hours of Star Wars. <laughs> um, this book was so fantastic. It is absurd and weird and so still so fucking heartfelt. <laughs> Even though, hey, all the people are terrible. <laughs> they fucking are. They are so. F- it's like it's like if the Even people Margaret? from it's yes. It's like if they oh. gave the people from It's Always Sunny magic. <laughs> That's the best description of this comic. Actually, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's always magical. There's in even like a bird magic person. So <laughs> there you go. It's always sunny in whole world. Yes. That is perfect. And everybody's just yellow. It's fine. <laughs> Curse word's so good. Read this book. Gemstones. Stuff. Yay. Tim, in a world in a where world. Dino Mutt has a vendetta against you, what would you say you've done? 
Dino Mutt? Murdered Falcon. Murder Falcon. That one took a minute to get there, but he got there. Dino Mutt and Blue Falcon. Yeah. No, I didn't get there. You're the old man at the table. How do you not get the Hanna-Barbera references? All I could think of is that dog. We need Brian. Brian, we miss you. Who is that dog? Dino Mutt. No, 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 no. When you said Dino Mutt, Muttley. No, you were... Muttley is what I thought of when you said Dino Mutt. Classic Hanna-Barbera team, Dino Mutt and Dick Dastardly. Yeah, that's what I... Okay, now I need to see that. Um, Where they oops up some dogs. Blue Falcon and Muttley. Yes. Murder Falcon is the perfect book. It's very good. It's just Murder Falcon, Tim's fourth favorite book, is the perfect book. book. It is. It's the perfect book. Perfection is not the way to Tim's heart. Maybe he didn't completely rank his list either. Okay. No, no, no. No, he did. I'm looking at it. It's it's ranked. It's the perfect book, but there's still some better books, I guess. I don't know how that works. There's perfection, and then there's a higher level. There's perfection. And there's new game plus of perfection. What I mean is if you want to understand the things that I like in this world, and if you want to understand me better, you should go read Murder Falcon. Yeah. Because it sums it up beautifully. I need to read it. Yes. Mag. Jen is making I, I don't know. I, I was trying to think if that's an Alex book. It's not, it's not a super Alex book, no, but like so. it's still so good. Man, it yeah. is Tim AF, though. It's also Jenna AF, yeah. for the record. Yes. Meg. Mm-hmm. Unstoppable. Oh, okay. She's the wasp, I had no idea it. where I'd put this all in my list. You put it at number four. Yeah, i just throwing in everything that's already been said about it. I mean, um, I read the first two volumes while I was going through treatment, and it was probably the best thing ever, and then picked up these and basically have tried to push... A- be like Alex and push it on everybody, but it does. It deals with mental health in such a way that I think if you have someone who doesn't quite understand how to be around someone with mental health issues, it's the best way to put it forward because it doesn't push everything under the table. It and, and not everybody instantly is like, hey, I forgive you kind of thing. Like it, she does some damage to some of her friendships and, and she has to repair that. And it doesn't just wipe everything under the table. She, you know, gets told she can't do science for a while. She has to find other things. And it is so beautifully well done. I mean, everything that's already been said. I mean, again, sobbed through the entire thing. It's so good. And yet so positive. Like, I, it's the weirdest fucking way to be. So... It hits kind of the same place for me that really good episodes of Doctor Who hit. Like, it's the happy, positive stuff that makes me cry. Because I want more of that in the actual world. It hits me in the same way as, like, there are people in this world that I instinctively am like, you cannot hurt or touch this person. And this is unstoppable loss for me. You cannot hurt or touch them or I will beat you. Like, you will have to deal with me. See, it hits me in a different place in that, like, I have family members who have severe bipolar disorder i do too and like there is no reconciliation between us and it's not because of their bipolar disorder it's because they're they're also making terrible decisions nadia has made some pretty terrible decisions Mm -hmm. but she's working toward making it better right and trying and that's right that's kind of where it hits me and it's also this whole adoptive family concept because she's got janet who's not her mom her mom maybe is alive i can never quite tell if it's really her mom or if it's someone pretending to be her mom anyways and and the other um i'm totally blanking on who the other girl is that doesn't have that they don't know who her parents are ying thank you mm-hmm. um and it's just the fact that janet and bobby are instantly like these are my girls we never wanted to be moms we never wanted kids but don't fuck with our girls and you know in the first issue where they're attacked and having like it's just 
dealing with these real consequences and remembering that these are teenage girls and not adult superheroes and yet staying so positive and upbeat. <laughs> it's so weird. So, yeah, I really hope that um, I'm, I'm assuming he will eventually get another round at this soon, hopefully. But we'll see. Tim, as the only person at the table who has not put the unstoppable wasp on their list, I have to ask you, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Get out. Who yeah. hasn't hurt you, Tim? I read the first two volumes. Okay. But I haven't read the latest stuff. I finally got my friend Ryan to read it, and he liked the first two volumes, but he it's the dealing with the mental health that he was like yeah. 100% on board. Well, that's something that Jeremy Whitley always planned to get to. He just oh, sure, didn't, yeah. didn't have space in the first right. volume of it, and then it did well enough in trade that he got a second. And they're like, leave it all on the floor. Yeah, yeah do it one. now if yeah. you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah, It's just, if you've never dealt with someone who's had a manic episode, or even if you have, just like the moment that it starts, and you're just like wanting to protect Nadia. Yeah. So. All right. The round of three. Our potato course is a thing, right? No. This Vegetable is where we, this is where we put in our our gratins and our mashed and our French Who just fries. Eats mashed potatoes or fries by themselves. Hey I mean, girl. Fries, hey. Fries hey girl. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. in the course hey, of a meal, you are in insulting Canadians, meal? and I will not let that stand. Have you not in heard of poutine? In the course of a meal, in a ten course meal, do you get fries by itself? Really? Poutine. poutine. This is our poutine course. Poutine. If, if, right, yeah. I apologize, everybody. If yeah. you were to let me to decide the ten courses, I imagine French fries would have to be one of them because I'm not sure I know nine other foods i mean okay. just just take some good julian french fries right. and add some nice nice cheese curds and pour on some gravy and then add whatever the fuck else you want really honestly I, and i, I am apologize. there for that meal i apologize also the, did a, a pretend tour of michigan of ann arbor michigan oh, and by the way it was fucking great <laughs> a pretend tour oh a pretend a pretend yeah the focus of this podcast has now changed. Tim, I need you to try to name nine other foods Gosh. that are not potatoes. Do it! Do also, it! Also, for all the shit you give me on Minds Eric about <laughs> answering questions, potatoes, I need you to remember this moment. Okay. Um, nine other foods other than french fries? Or other than nine non-potato foods. Non-potato We've foods. given you other ones. There's uh, Kellogg's Corn Flakes, because, you know, no masturbation. Yep. Um... <laughs> Cheetos. They don't have any potatoes. They're corn. You're correct. You're so far. So far, you've got potatoes and corn. You know what, Alex? Corn. Ha, you just gave me one. Um, That is three corn-based courses. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, if you're Tim, there are potatoes and corn. That's pretty much how it works. And then dead things. Legit worried about your diet. (laughs) Did you say dead dead things? Is it dead? I'll eat it. Now, when you say dead things, hold on, hold on. I need clarification. Are you talking dead animal matter or dead plant matter? Dead as animal well? because matter. Yeah, okay. also the plants are dead things. Yeah, but we don't lump those together. I, I do. <laughs> we don't. Well, no. where I come by, from. by we, Tim means Tim and Swamp Thing. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> so dead animal things. What did you say after that? What, what kinds um, of dead animal things? Because that doesn't. That's not a food. Steak? That's not a food. Okay, no, steak is let, a food. Let Tim. Let Tim do this in Tim's way. Um. There's canned tuna. Canned tuna. Yeah. There's ramen noodles. Now, one might argue canned tuna is dead things. Also, Tim definitely yeah, means Maruchan, by the way. Because you don't buy it from the fresh side of the grocery store. Okay. Yeah, so it doesn't count <laughs> so as a dead thing. about his diet. All right. Uh, you said ramen. Okay, continue. Right. The, ice the cream. The for a dollar ramen. That's ice what you cream. mean. Ice cream. Um, Eggo waffles. Eggo waffles. All right, 11. Aunt Jemima waffles. 
No. 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 <laughs> I would make syrup, not waffles. Also, at least not in our area. area. Um, okay. Um, and then fried okra. Oh. Fried okra. Oh, I'm impressed. <laughs> Suddenly, specificity <laughs> dawns upon two. Macaroni and cheese. Okay, you've, you've passed your threshold oh, there here. There we go. Now, just for our listeners at home, where do you work? Oh, at a grocery store. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Also, how old are you? <laughs> Way too old to 12. eat like that. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just feel like, like Parker like took over your body. <laughs> <laughs> no. Anytime anybody's like, what do you want for dinner? I think we're going to have chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. I was like, sweet. There. <laughs> My favorite meal. I really thought for a moment you were going to go with nine corn food. <laughs> I, 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 I was if hoping I could do he it, would. I would. Then I remembered you were Tim. Yeah. Popcorn. <laughs> Green corn, corn, corn souffle, <laughs> corn chips, corn muffins. Isn't there a cereal corn that's chowders. corn pops? Corn pops. Corn pops. Yeah. Just nine corn cereals. <laughs> I'm so worried. The 12 days of Timmas. Day nine is corn. <laughs> day one through nine. Yeah. Um, Course number seven is french fries. French fries made in duck fat. Oh fuck you! That is the best. There's a stand almost oh. every like place in or uh, marketplace in New York, and goddamn, that is so. Kroger good. now sells the rendered duck fat, and oh my god, it's gonna. And happen. then you gotta make the mayo, smoked duck yeah. mayo, to go mm. with it. Sorry, wait, so that, good. Does it really make a difference, duck fat? Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Have you ever had duck? If you ever I came to visit, I, I would take. If you, you make probably. a roast duck on top of a bed of potatoes, it is the literal oh best God, thing yes. on the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. If you eat meat, if you don't eat meat, it's then I'm so sorry. Better than chicken nuggets it's, and macaroni and cheese. Yeah, yeah. like there are so many things that are better. It than is streets ahead, I would say. Tim, these are lies and calumny. Nothing is better than chicken nuggets. That's, and macaroni I, and cheese. I, I, Jesus, Tim. except for setting the world back. Chicken up. nuggets, macaroni and cheese, and mashed potatoes. Yeah. That's true. That's true. What about corn nuggets? Corn nuggets are delicious. Corn should be creamed. Corn nuggets. It's like creamed corn nuggets. It's so good. The best. Mm. I'm. No, I'm going to save the question for after because this is already. You know what else? Nope. Nope. We we need it now. Nope. nope, It's fine. You know what else is the best? Those pumpkin fried pumpkin cheese roll things. Fried pumpkin cheese roll things. Yeah, you know, like the pumpkin cream cheese roll pumpkin roll. Like but, a roll, like yeah, deep fried ones. I haven't I'm had sorry, it deep what? fried. Yeah, it's delicious. <laughs> I haven't had it deep fried. I mean, what is Burt's wrong with my farm? life? Fried yep. pumpkin ravioli. Mm. That's uh, probably okay. Good too. Food. <laughs> my number four: These Savage Shores. This is a book about British colonialism in India and also vampire romance and the relationship between the two. Nice. It is beautifully written. And beautifully drawn. I've said before, Rom V should be on your radar. Mm -hmm. And he should. The trade for this is out, and you should read it. If you like comics, you should read this book. It is five issues. It is a completely contained story. It is firing on all cylinders. And it is nothing but gorgeous in every conceivable way. Nice. That is... The simplest case I can make for it. Vampires are back. Which is a good thing because we ate up all that time talking about corn. Round three. Tim. Yes. Paper Girls. Paper Girls is phenomenal. Brian K. Vaughn is phenomenal. And it ended this year and that's... You know what? I was going to say that's sad, but I don't think that's sad. Because I like it when stories get a chance to tie themselves up and this Mm -hmm. one did in a good way. Not only must all good things come to an end, one might argue things are only good if they are allowed to end. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this one did and it wasn't rushed and it was good. My only question is 
that when it ended, did you know what the fuck was going on? <laughs> I feel like you can, yes, but I think it's open to interpretation a little bit. That's good. On, no, that's on good. what exactly everything means and how it tied together. And I think sort of the best stories do that. Well, this is yeah, one of those guess, books where, but the I think best for the most read? part, it's. I mean, like I have my understanding of what the ending was it's not one of those where you're like this was great i have no fucking clue what happened well it wasn't for me and that's what i'm saying but i read most of the time i spent reading 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 this book <laughs> oh no was yeah that way yeah you know? that's why i had to switch to trades because yeah. it was too much mm-hmm. yeah i think this is one of those books where the best read is the second read okay yeah, this is why I haven't finished it because I want to like, go back through. Also, agree that reading this month to month was very hard. Yeah, yeah. I loved it month to month. I love the balance of these characters are great and the story is interesting, but we're not going to tell you what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like broadly, I understand what happened, mm-hmm. but I am looking forward to the opportunity with that context to go back and read the specifics, mm-hmm. especially early on, again, and see where clearly this was planned. There's right. no way this was not planned sure. toe-to-tip from day one. That makes sense. I am looking forward to seeing where everything connects in a reread. Yep. Jin. Ah, uh, me. Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys Marvel history. Yeah. Um, I fucking love Cosmic Ghost Rider, period. It's, he's so funny. He's so funny. So you have Cosmic Ghost Rider Punisher Frank Castle showing up at pre-Punisher Frank Castle's house in an attempt to change the future. And in doing so, he meets, you know, his family before they're tragically gunned down and tells them all these stories about how he was one of the first Avengers and he had all of this influence on the entire Marvel Universe. This is crazy Frank Castle with cosmic powers. Self-insert fanfic. Yeah, and it does it so fucking wonderfully and it ties it up so, so tragically. And it's just, it's just the fucking best. It's so good. We've gotten an issue of the follow-up to this. Yeah. The line from that is, what, Jen? Maybe we deserve to be punished, too. Yep. And it just, it rips your fucking heart out. So good. I love this. Tim, you should read this. Absolutely. Uh, It's on my desk to read Cosmic Ghost Rider's best thing that Marvel has going right now, in my opinion. Agree. The crossover I need is the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Oh, my God. Cosmic Ghost Rider (laughs) and Baby Thanos. They're both owned by fucking Disney. Get it done. It could happen. Mine was, and we we mentioned this before, that mine was Cosmic Ghost Rider versus the the Batman Who Laughs. That's what I needed. So I think we can tie all of those things together. You're all about leather and spikes, huh? You really are. Like, I think have I'm, you seen the way I dress? And Dom of jeans. Course. It's so interesting, the picture that's being painted in my the head right now. The rich BDSM life of Tim <laughs> is something that I think has yet to be explored in the podcasting medium. But this is our promise in 2020, Panelology listeners. You will get more After Dark, and it's just Tim. <laughs> we will have Tim. the spinoff that is Alex interviewing Tim about BDS Tim. BDS Tim. <laughs> That's oh, the name my of the God. Podcast. Why is it Alex that has to interview Yeah, wait, hold on. on a second. But why does that work so well, BDS Tim? <laughs> Anything else about Cosmic Ghost Rider? No, it's very good. Cool. Mini chains. Happy. Um, Flames. Wow. Chains, flames, flaming chains, chaining flames, Channing Tatum. 
Uh, whoa, hold in on. Dom wait, jeans? wait, hold on, wait. Flames, wait. Flames, no, no, no. Nobody, hey, Tim, Tim, Tim. <laughs> no, Tim, no, 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 no. Nobody Tim speak. said the right thing. Nobody speak. <laughs> Tim brought <laughs> John you. Candy <laughs> into this conversation. <laughs> he did, but I need you to not speak for a minute while I think about Channing John Tatum and Dom jeans. In a pointy no, gimp suit. You guys are not getting it. I need you to calm down. Yeah, I'm flaming chains, here. Channing Tatum, <laughs> Dom jeans. Mm-hmm. I'm in this universe now. Yep. John Candy, Dom jeans. <laughs> Dear Channing Tatum, now. send us those pics. Thanks. This is like in Harry Potter when Harry and Voldemort lock wands. <laughs> oh, is, it? Here, is, it, is that what it is? I'm sitting here with John Candy and Dom jeans, and you've got Channing Tatum and Dom jeans, and we're just trying to force these ideas on each other. No, Meg, only you can save us. Alex actually said. The words crossing wands, by the way. <laughs> Never cross the wands. <sighs> Unless you're into that. It's fine. That's you know how I said never cross the wands? Yeah. Cross the wands. There's a giant marshmallow a man. We need today. to cover New York in marshmallow juice. If crossing wands is your fetish, that's fine. Yeah. Meg. What? Only you can bring us back onto topic by talking about Gideon Falls. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a transition that is easy in my head at all. <laughs> Fucking hell. Gideon Falls is great. Uh, um, both volume two and three, because um, I talked about one on the spooktacular, and it just keeps getting better and making sense. And number three introduced new characters and new Gideon Falls. And I just don't want to spoil it, but if you like horror comics, this one is beautifully dark and just. The smiling man is going to be in my nightmares because he just like pops up in the background and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I don't need that. So I have only read one volume of this, but the phrase the smiling man makes me want to read more. Is he not in volume one? Is he in volume? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't remember. Is he Jesus? (laughs) No, the smiling man is like a black background with like a red smiling face. Like a red eyes and red mouth. Are you okay, Tim? It's fine. It's fine if it's not. (laughs) Jesus is nowhere near this comic. I would like to thank you for making the What If God Was One of Us reference on my behalf. (laughs) Normally, I. You were talking. I figured I had to step in. Yeah, I can't alley my own up. And I thank you deeply as one of my best friends for taking that for me. (sighs) Jen. Yeah. What? Oh, Brian's list. Okay. Yes, you're you're you are you are standing in for Brian talking about the Batman. The ba- okay. You're, Tom King's Batman. Okay. Run. Yep, that happened. It ended up. It wrapped up super beautifully. Okay. Um, I'm not sure like which volume Brian wanted to point out specifically, or just the fact that now it's over. Um, but the the last I would say four or five issues were truly some of the best. Okay. They rank right up there with the uh, the County Fair issue. I love the County Fair issue. Yeah, it's it's so good. I didn't know there was a County Fair issue. My God, Tim! What? When you said that, I thought you were just going to say it ranked right up there with the County Fair. Yeah, (laughs) like a County. Yeah, 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 funnel cakes and and shoddily crafted rhymes. Yeah, rides, rides, rides. Rides That word, not rhymes. I won't. I won't ride those rides for that reason. Uh, I used to, and then I got stuck on the Ring of Fire for over an hour, upside down. Mm. Wasn't even like you know sideways Wait, or whatever. There was a ring of fire. Yeah, it's called the ring of fire. Just it literally just goes in a loop. Yeah, that's One it. Those, it does this, this, this. Nope, this. just goes I in a loop. Have, Doesn't even start. How long were you stuck on that ride? Over an hour. Okay, for over an hour, I would have made Johnny Cash jokes. I tried, <laughs> and then the blood ran to my head for too long. 
Yeah, like that's like a week's worth of migraine right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a lot. Yeah. At, by the end, I was like, I want to fall from a burning <laughs> ring of fire. <laughs> County was Fair too. was always with um, uh, the, the Memphis Barbecue Cook-Off. Ooh. Like Memphis in May, that's what it's called. Man, that was a good time. Mm. It's the only time I ever want to go back to Memphis. So, so Batman. <laughs> Tom King Batman. Very good. Hell yeah. And coming in 2020, Batman slash Catwoman. Hell yeah. Wait, no. Um, Per. Meow. Per yeah. Per yeah. I'm going to say the following words out loud and not talk uh-huh. about them because we'll get back to them. Is it Peter Cannon Thunderbolt? House of X slash okay. Powers of Ten. Okay. All right. Another round of Sherbet. 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 Who's Sherbet? We're out of one shots. We have moved into a new category for Panelology's favorites list. Oh Favorite God. broad umbrella event. Oh. Oh, shit. So, a problem with our normal methodology is we really don't have a good way to handle mini-series and one-shot tie-ins to events. Yeah. Because if you're going to talk about... I'm pretty the sure case Tim of this is going year, to die by the end of this episode. War so. of the Realms or Absolute Carnage, you're going to talk about the main event book. Yeah. But both of these books have had a lot of really solid mini-series and tie-ins and single issues or arcs within other books that have to do with it, but just kind of by definition of event are never going to be the thing we talk about with the event. So we've added a new category this year for favorite event. Were we told about this category? Yes. I, I put know it in that, the Slack. I know that I was, um, but I forgot to, I forgot to send mine. <laughs> Slack and Discord are the same thing. (laughs) Essentially, yeah. I put it in the Discord. Once for gamers, once for, you know, offices. Once for gamers, once for... for, Once for gamers, once for people who write about video games and software. (laughs) Yeah. The real twist here is there are only two of these in 2019 to talk about in an appropriate context, and Brian has one and I have the other. Brian has War of the Realms. That's good, because Journey into Mystery was going to be on my whatever list. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think the thing that is true of both of these is they did a good job of setting a context for the miniseries and the tie-ins. Mm-hmm. They weren't super disruptive line-wide. Yeah. Um, each of these books sort of takes its own approach. War of the Realms, you hit both Tim and me. <laughs> that was a twofer. <laughs> You got a twofer. Fucking twofered it. The rebound off Tim hit Alex in the hand. Appreciate it. She hit me dead in the head, too. Uh, You rolled a nat 20 on that one. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Panelology, the tabletop RPG. You poor souls. You will not make it out alive. You mean me in the future editing this, right? Yes, I do. I didn't make a sound when I threw it if you didn't respond. It wouldn't need editing. That was all on you. <laughs> for Meg throws a candy wrapper in the woods. No, no, no. Say it properly. No for her, her. <laughs> <laughs> If a Meg throws an a murder her wrapper in the woods. This is the same thing when I threw it at Meg. It was, it was Jenna yelling that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> so the War of the Realms... Basically adds a bunch of three-issue miniseries around what's going on in continuity. Mm -hmm. A couple of books have issues that tie in, like Superior Spider-Man, which is just an excuse to bring the West Coast Avengers in, which I am always here for. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's super solid. I mean, this is the climax of Jason Aaron's Thor run, and 
it is as earned as a book can possibly be. Like, this book has been going on since late 2011, early 2012, in one form or another. Absolute Carnage, which is my entry into the category, uh, takes a slightly different approach, which is, we're just going to make up a fucking a bunch of fucking books about characters that tangentially have to do with Carnage. Mm-hmm. And build them around what was originally pitched as an arc of an ongoing. And make it its own whole big thing and just let it be over the top. Yeah. I was like, basically anybody who has ever touched a symbiote is going to have their own little thing. Yeah. And I think, like, yeah, I've talked before on the show about how I got into comics, like, with the New 52 and then Marvel Now. Mm -hmm. But I had tried before that, and I tried with Civil War. (laughs) And the thing that kept me from succeeding with Civil War was Civil War, just that event book by itself really is only a sketch of what's going on. It doesn't have a lot of connective tissue. Yeah, you really have to read everything that was going on. And as sort of like, that was I think 2009, 2008, but as sort of like an end of the decade, where is Marvel now with this big tentpole event thing, Mm -hmm. that they've moved into a place where their strategy is more, we're going to have the event book and we're not going to be super disruptive mm-hmm. outside of that and you can read the event book by itself and everything else is color and context mm-hmm. i think is a much more successful strategy i think marvel like this is for me also sort of a marvel has done a good job of growing up its strategy yeah and for the most part you could read the the side stories and not read the main event book and still know what the fuck was going on without it feeling over explained yeah round two we are getting into the final countdown. The cheese course. The most Wait. important part of any meal, cheese. I agree. I mean, it's yes, cheese before dessert. Absolutely. There you go. Or it's dessert and then we do coffee. Whichever. Mm. All right. Meg and I have the same book in our number two oh, shit. spot. All right. You want to talk about Farmhand? Oh, sure. Yeah. Nice. I read this in the car on the way here. <laughs> so I have, to, I have to back up a moment to yesterday <laughs> where Meg says... You say a lot of good things about Bitterroot. Can I borrow it? And I say, yes. Just FYI, like, this is a weird variant trade with a sketch on the cover. I'm cool with it if you're comfortable. And she's like, no. No, I don't let people borrow my signed stuff, and I don't borrow people's signed stuff because so, I am a trash person. So, so I respond <laughs> I with, feel that. Yeah. fine, you're taking Farmhand home. Then. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Which was excellent. I didn't realize it was a horror comic. Well, I don't know if it actually is or not. But it's I mean, body if you're, horror. If you're yeah. growing fucking body parts, yeah. then yeah. 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 But no, I read this while waiting to get picked up, and it was amazing and excellent, and I will be continuing. What's it about? I just said it's about growing a fucking body parts at a farm. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> That's fair. Um, This is written and drawn both by Rob Galori who is the artist on Chew. And it has so much of that same sort of atmospheric sense of humor as Chew. Um, like I can think of two people, Rob and Chip Zdarsky, who like you read every word of their backgrounds yeah. when they draw. Um, it's about a dude who moves back to his hometown after being estranged from his father, who runs this... Farm with body parts growing out of the ground. This organ farm, if you will. Plants become zombie-ish. Yeah. I love this fucking book. Yeah, it's really, really good. Jen. Me. This book is about a dystopian future where weird shit is happening and this young girl 
is trying to learn how to live without her mother, and she's just this weird individual who doesn't want to be tan and taupe and beige and bland and blah. She wants to be colorful and out in the world, but nobody, everybody sees that as a danger, so they kind of shun her and, and make her this outsider. Uh, but it turns out that, you know, maybe the things that she's saying, like the, the things that she's getting from her mother's old journal, like they actually turn out to be true, and she ends up being this this almost savior of this humanity. Um, and it's just this really beautiful thing. And the way that she talks to her pet cat is the way I talk to my, my baby animals. It is a love letter to pets. It is. Is it, it done? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's three issues. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, it's super short. It's a super quick read, and it's just beautiful, and I just love it. Tim. Yes. Stop playing with the dog and start talking about the Green Lantern. But not Kyle Rayner. It's not. It's Hal Jordan, and it's written by Grant Morrison, and it's every bit as good as you would think a Grant Morrison Green Lantern book would be. Um, when I first started reading this, I picked up a couple issues, and there's it's, it's a lot of Grant Morrison, and it's a lot right at the start. Uh, so I kind of built up a stock of a couple more issues and, and read them a little bit, like, you know, back to back. And it, it made a big difference. And it's very, very good. And I'm very excited to see where it goes next year. Yeah, I read this all month to month. And I'm going to read this in a big lump. Yeah, on I think your that's the way to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're getting a volume two. Yes. After, what is it, Black Stars? Dark Stars? I keep messing that up. Yes, Black Stars. Black Stars. Now, Tim, we have never gotten to talk into a microphone about your love of pre-Emerald Twilight and Emerald Twilight Al Jordan. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's an amazing story. It changed my life. How? I don't know. It's just it it you just have those things that you read and they just they stick with you or they you know what I'm saying those I couldn't really tell you why I love that story. I just know that it was just amazing to me. The idea of this iconic character who'd been, you know, a superhero forever and he is losing it basically and you know once he's lost so much in his personal life that he just does the about face and goes the the villain route even though he wouldn't tell you he's doing that uh and then for him to die you know it was amazing it was an epic story and i don't know a little bit we we have this discussion about characters coming back and that's usually what i go back to because i don't know that it's necessarily the best thing Tim's of my friendship is so much built on yelling each other about why we agree on things, but for different reasons. Yes, absolutely true. Absolutely true. You're right, but also fuck you. You're right, but for the wrong reasons, goddammit. You know, there's there's a lot of this book, this Grant Morrison book, that has that feel to it. You know, the, yeah. the, the old school Green Lantern books. And there's a lot of references to the old stuff, and I... Yeah. I like, just enjoy it a lot. And it, like I said, it's like, this is the character that I've read since I was young. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool to see. It's like, you know, not to say that other creators aren't doing great things when they have their chance with it, but this is one that lands specifically for me. I yeah. guess is how I would phrase that. Like, it, I, I really enjoy what they're doing. Jen, mm -hmm. on Brian's behalf, okay, would you like to talk again about the Wicked of the Divine? <laughs> Talk again. I think all the things that I said before are uh, entirely accurate and relevant because it's it's still a great book. Is Wicked Divine the one that put Jen Bartell on the map, if I remember correctly? Like her covers? On the map? No, maybe not on the map, but like I feel like but her I was reading are, something. Yeah, our choice. Yeah. I can't remember what I was reading. So good. Something about it. when it ended, she was, it was like a thank you note or something. Not like, or yeah. like a, you know, yeah. I feel like I might have known her from, and I feel like. I say this because, taking a step back, I feel like this book did that for a lot of people for different artists. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
I feel like I think of her with other things. For me, this is the book that made me aware of Christopher Anka. Okay. Yes. That's fair. Yes. Those fucking thirsty covers. Yes. Yeah. were thirsty <laughs> also the one shot yeah are phenomenal oh my and i'm so glad they collected them and i love that they told you like you can read these separately yes but they do all completely and fully tie in if not to some part that's in in the beginning middle beginning or middle of it they all tie into the end yes there's also just, I'm looking for this panel that's from there that is like the most perfect summary of like everything I've said today about liking villains. <laughs> I'm going to find it. Guess what, everyone? What? We're down to our number ones. Oh, shit. Which even in Jin's case is an actual number one. Yeah, I picked an actual number one this year, you guys. Are you are you very excited? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh. I think that, oh, shit. Oh, no. Do I like... Do I like murderers? Oh, no. <laughs> right? Fuck. It says, my body is made approximately 95% crush right now. I would very much like him not to be the murderer. It was also apparently while I was watching the Scream TV show. <laughs> and I think that person oh. ended up being the murderer. Ugh, All right. I got issues. Tim. Yes. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt. How fucking good is this book? Why? Why? How do we live in a world where this isn't everyone's number one book? This, uh, for reasons we'll let, get let there we'll this get is, there same this reasons. is just about the only Gillen that I've ever read but this book because what? of ah it was just so good and you need to with, get on that once in future know, train right now motherfucker yes. um, it's a the, the, the concept of taking a property that was in the position that this one is and making such a creative story from it it was just wonderful and I loved it and it was the one book the one book this year where as soon as I got in the car from the comic book shop I sat down and I read this one that position being having been totally a eclipsed by what is functionally yes. satire of yes. itself. Yeah. Yes. And but but and it was such a such a great story and such and such a creative way to tell that story. Yeah. Loved it. I haven't read it. This is why it's not on my list. No, it's so good. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> it's great. Now I, I don't know and we talked about this before too. Have you read Watchmen? No. Okay. I don't know if it translates the same if you haven't read Watchmen than it would if you had read Watchmen. Have... This may be why I didn't read it. Yeah, it, I mean it's probably still good. But I don't know if it has the yeah. same. I'll say this is someone who doesn't ha- certainly doesn't have a sentimental collection of what wa- c- connection to Watchmen. Love Watchmen. And not the same thing though. You still read it. I have read it, yeah. but I, I saw I the really, movie really before liked. I read it, and oh god, I'm going to say this into a microphone. I liked the movie more than I liked reading the comic. Listen, I do people not who are understand. all like the movie is terrible. The movie is great. The movie's, the movie's not, is great. The movie's not great. The movie is great. The movie is fundamentally flawed. They changed. So the- is the book. The book is very good. And flawed. Perhaps. but the no, movie, no, not perhaps. Yes, definitely the, the, flawed. The Both are itself. flawed. Here's, Both are great. We live in 2019. The book was written in the 1980s. Let's just agree that in one way or another, we've moved on and maybe should es- reach escape velocity. I don't think you need the weight of the original thing to appreciate what this book does. Okay. Having not read the final issue, I would agree. But I haven't read the final issue. Sucker so. Punch is a better movie than the Watchmen. Sucker movie. Punch is also a great movie. That's so a movie. suck a dick. <laughs> Don't even try and like Again. say mm, this terrible movie is also better. People fighting over the same comment. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is um, this a thing? I think you could read this on its own and still dig it. Like it's it's more commentary really on what comics evolved into after Watchmen than on Watchmen itself. It just uses yeah. recognizable beats from that to contextualize it. But it's very good. Meg, mm-hmm. how good is Wonder Twins? Wonder Twins is so good. I'm glad it ended up on someone else's list too. Um 
it was on my radar, but didn't pick it up until Ryan, uh, my friend, was like, there's a super villain who's the red flag guy or something like that. And she goes on a date with him. He's the best. She goes on a date with him. (laughs) It's just the worst date ever. And it was totally worth it just for that. But no, it really is a great look at the Justice League when they're not being the Justice League. And Mm -hmm. seriously, I think my favorite part is when they're talking about how terrible high school is because he gets a nickname, which I'm totally blanking on what it is, but something with Thunder. And... And Thunderlust. Yes. Thunderlust. And then Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman are all like, yeah, this is what I went through in high school. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. Uh, Mark Russell. I mean, honestly, I'll read anything Mark Russell writes. He he is just and it almost always makes me cry. And that's why I actually appreciated this because this doesn't. This isn't, you know, it's still commentary on everything, but it doesn't make me cry. Mm-hmm. And Except I'm... Gleek. <laughs> oh, God, yes. Um, is that the monkey? Yeah. Yes, yeah. the monkey. Okay, Aww. I did cry on the monkey when they're... And it just... Um, I mean, from the first issue where they're fighting and basically, like, get the supercomputer to save the world, and they're like, this is the guy that they're worried about. <laughs> and all the way through just trying to understand humanity. It's so great. I'm just so... Mark Russell can write anything. I'll read it. Anything. For real. Like anything. Actually, like, while we were talking one shots, I was trying to remember if the Green Lantern um, Hanna-Barbera crossover. That might have actually been the last year. That, that was last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which was Green the only Lantern, one of those Huckleberry Ham. Yes. That, mm-hmm. Which is the only one of those one shots that I read. Russell did write a Sinestro Year of the Villain book, though. Did it? I see. He I, did. I, I need to pick that mm-hmm. up. So... Um. Mark Russell also wrote the Harley Quinn villain of the year mm-hmm. that Jen mentioned earlier. Oh, so good. Fucking hell. I need to so read that. Yeah. Like, I wasn't going to get it. And then I was like, Mark Russell. Oh, shit. No, it is year of the villain for everything but Harley Quinn, oh. which yeah. is about Harley Quinn hosting an award ceremony for the villains of the year. Okay. Yeah. Jen, mm-hmm. I'm going to be Brian and you're going to be you. Or I can be you and you can be Brian, whichever you prefer. <laughs> okay. But we're going to talk about House of X and Powers of Ten. That thing I said I'd come back to later? Yeah. We're back. A dinosaur story. <laughs> okay. Sure. I think I have more experience being me, but I can try and be Brian if you want. Why don't you be me? You be you and I'll, I'll be, be you. No, I'll be you. You be Brian, <laughs> and then we'll have somebody randomly run into the room to be me. Tim, be me. Oh, I thought Tim Mike, and Meg together, I, be me. I oh, no. thought you were going to have Mike run into be you. That would be, you know what? Interesting. I want to see it. <laughs> Okay, this ended so, in murder. House of X, Powers of Ten. This book got me to read X-Men comics again. <laughs> and I am so happy and this, so thanks- thankful. This so book, thankful. So thankful. I have so many thanks for this. This book is one of those things that, like, for years <laughs> I have said, this is the thing that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then it happened. And then despite being the exact thing I wanted it to, I wanted to see exceeded my expectations in ways yes. that I couldn't imagine. Can I tell you Gwenpool Strikes Back ties into this too? It does. It does. It does. It does. It's so good. It's so exciting. I haven't even finished House of X, Powers of X. I just saw that and was so excited. Oh. Um, this is Hickman murdering continuity so many times so quickly that you have to make a new thing after. Yeah. And he tried I- rapidly turning it off and on again <laughs> in quick succession. Yeah. And it fucking worked. And the thing I need to say is I love this as its own contained pair of six-issue stories that are, to quote Hickman, two books that are one. Mm-hmm. But I also love it when for... 
what it has built and all the series by all the different writers, not just Hickman, that we're getting as a product of it. All these different kinds of stories with different sets of characters in new contexts that it has built. This good, good book, basically. Yeah. And I got all the same cover, and it was great. You got all the Scotty Youngs, right? I got all the Scotty Youngs. Nice. The number one slot for House of X, Powers of Ten is now a Mr. Sinister appreciation thread. Nice. How good is this version of the lamest X-Men villain ever? This Mr. Sinister is the only one that should ever be ever, period, ever, the end and done. Yes. Need him forever. If he ever dies, uh, hopefully he'll come back. Um, And if he doesn't, I'm probably done with anything that has Mr. Sinister in it ever again. He is the most extra. Yeah. I'm always good with extra. Full on extra. I'm going to talk about how great Bitterroot is. Okay. Bitterroot's great. Yep. I uh, actually... The end. (laughs) It's about a family of monster hunters in Renaissance Harlem. Harlem Renaissance Harlem. Uh... (laughs) And sort of the, like, dynastic family history of fighting monsters and the baggage that comes with that and the loss that comes with that. This is where we pause and we make our combined list. Yes. And we're back. And I have the master list of all of our lists combined. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is our number 10. The whole Buffy universe. That works. Yes. The whole Jordi Belair, Brian Edward Hill, Buffy universe is our number 10. Agreements. Coming in at number 9, Fair Lady. I messaged Brian on the break. He was just glad this made the final list. Yeah. It's very good, and I can't believe that there's not more of it. I can't believe more people didn't get this book. It's the sleeper hit. Number 8. I said that. What, Tim? Come at me. What? You gonna laugh at me? Look look at me like I'm an old person. It's fine. (laughs) Number eight, Captain Marvel. It's excellent. Kelly Thompson, the actual best. The actual best. Number seven, Harleen. Number six, The Wicked plus The Divine. Yep. Mm -hmm. This one finally ended. And it's good. (laughs) And it's good. It It ended and we were sad about that. It stuck the landing. Wonder Twins coming in at number five. Yep. I'm just going to say yep about all these. Mark Russell, always good. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really so good. Farmhand is our number four. Very good. Peter Cannon Thunderbolt is number three. Can you add in sound effects of me flipping the table because I'm so mad that this isn't number one? Probably, but we're not gonna. Again, you can have try you to listen to panelology. Super dramatic if you did it. It's very good. I was reading comics before it was cool. <laughs> I believe uh, the most hipster thing I could think hard of. Sa- okay. Yeah, no. Number two, House of X Powers of Ten. This is, I am baffled by the fact that this is not number one. I am baffled. It is so good. If it you, is so good and everyone should be reading it. And finally, our number one. I feel like if there was a takeaway from Panelology, it would be, read this book. Yeah. The Unstoppable Wasp. Yep. Jeremy Whitley. Great. Also someone else we love. We love Jeremy Whitley. We love all of his writing. Yeah. Especially this one. That's our list. That's, That's our list. list. We did it. We survived another year. What are we looking forward to in 2020? Uh, 2020, basically. Yep. Basically, just to Dressing be like in 2020, I want that. I've also, already started reading all my 2020 books. Oh, shit. Cool. It's The Mall, Second Coming, and Money Shot. They're probably going to be on my 2020 list. Money Shot is fantastic. It's awesome. Yeah. And Second Coming's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, how about you? Um, As far as comics? Yes. Anything by Vault. Uh, we already talked about Finger Guns. That's great. I can't wait for more of that. 
Um, yeah, literally anything by Vault. Mag. I mean, I guess I'm already reading Once in the Future, Something Killing the Kids. <gasps> Continuing Something Buffy. is Killing the Children is so, so fucking good. Like, if it had finished an arc, yes. our list would have been different. It it very, been very drastically different. different. There's about four yeah. comics that are about one issue shy. Of, yeah. yeah. Of, yeah. 2019 was a great year for comics. It really it was. was. Here's a thing I'm looking forward to in 2020. Vagrant Queen on sci-fi. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gonna watch the shit out of that. Also, Stepan Shayek is putting out more creator-owned stuff mm-hmm. again in 2020. If you are not subscribing to his Patreon, uh, he is putting stuff out there first. I am <laughs> very much looking forward to Tynan on Batman. Yeah. Loved his Detective Comics run. Think the idea of him doing a solo Batman book is super exciting. Cannot wait. And also Quantum and Woody, which is the writer from the original Gwynpool run, the artist from Curse Words, and the editor from the original Gwynpool run. Writing a an ongoing, I think it's an ongoing, Quantum and Woody book that is told in episodic issues that can be read individually. Damn it. Meg, you have TBA 2020 book on your list. Oh, just going to throw out there, um, Ashley Poston, who is really great. She writes um, there. She writes a series that is basically like YA romantic Comic-Con. She's got a third one coming out. First one's Geekerella. The second one, um, I cannot remember what it is, but they're fairy tale retellings about people finding love at comic cons and they're just fantastic so sorry my friend just finished geekerella after i've told her for two years to read it (laughs) so that's adorable the third one's gonna be beauty and the beast oh no oh like i don't like cinderella and this is probably my favorite cinderella adaptation so i guess i have to read these now yeah (laughs) or have someone read them to me very good in audiobook yeah Mm -hmm. brian is excited for all the x books And more DC Black Label books. All right, last question. What other 2019 media do we recommend to people? Tim, uh, you gave me your list, so you have to go first. Okay. Tell me about Mando. The Mandalorian is the best thing on TV this year, and I can't wait for more next year. Um, You're assuming that season two is coming next year. That's what, they, that's what it's listed as right oh, now. Okay. It's 2020. Uh, they started filming right after they finished filming oh, okay, season cool. one, so. Other things that I found this year, there's a podcast called The Haunted Hell House of Horror that I love. And no. we're on. Uh, we're no on. bias there. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I happen. I happened upon this podcast. Uh, all the Haunted Griffin Literally. stuff is fun, and you should follow them on Facebook. Yeah, they did Tunnels, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I finally bought, uh, several years ago, we bought the, the Tacos Correspondence Kit from the Mysterious Package Company, and it was really fun when we finally got another one. Uh, we bought the three-pack of the la noir series and we did the the lights camera murder package and it was a ton of fun and if you can afford it everybody should do it they're they are a little expensive but they're they're really a lot of fun now tim you have a pick on your list that i am 95 percent sure is just here to troll meg Uh, yeah um i did it didn't come out (laughs) this year but i finally made it to reading a book that i'd been wanting to read for a long time um contact Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pivot on this and say if you haven't listened to judging book covers... If you Listen literally to want to hear me three words into an episode, just break down and be done. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Book 
Maybe I didn't love it so much, but I did really enjoy that episode of Judging Book Covers. He's so just everybody. trying to warm his way back in so he can come on in 2020. <laughs> I will say, it's a very good episode. It is a very good episode. Yeah, Stephanie and I adore Tim, unfortunately. <laughs> the sort of existential break in which Meg tries to figure out how many rocks you have to murder with a bird is my favorite part of the episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen. I nearly ran off the road. <laughs> it was wonderful. Oh, that that episode, episode is such a fucking mess. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which I think you could say for a lot of the episodes that I go on of things, but that one was a hey, ton of fun. It was mo- more coherent than me on the episode I was on. <laughs> no, your episode was great too. <sighs> Tons Tim of fun. Fucking broke me. <laughs> Meg. Yeah, uh, TV-wise, it was a really, really good year for TV, but I need people to watch Evil because it is filmed in New York and it is fantastic. It already has a second season, but everybody needs to watch it. And if you want a comic tie-in, the main star is Luke Cage, and he plays a really hot priest in training, and it is wonderful. Sweet Christmas. It is is very good from what I've seen so far. You actually started it. I did actually start it. Um, Book-wise, Shawna McGuire writes more than God, I think, in Hamilton, um, but also put out a short story collection called Laughter from the Academy, which has me both terrified of the world and just so excited for everything. It includes a short story where literally someone becomes a scientist becomes an author to end the world and release a virus at a book signing read anything of shauna mcguire she also put out middle game which is just a mind fuck involving math and yeah that oh, was my that sounds like my jam too absolute favorite book of 2019 and is middle game middle game mm-hmm. okay you also want to talk about barry i typed barry when you were talking about barry i know i've only seen a couple episodes of okay. barry i'll tell you about barry it's fucking great i mean just if you want me to talk about bill herter i mean that's better fine but yeah talk about barry oh it's great it's about a guy who is an assassin and also wants to be an actor so good he goes to la for a hit and accidentally walks into an improv class or something yeah yeah it's so good what is this on hbo hbo yeah it's so fucking good. So good. It's so dark though. Like, don't think it's just comedy. It's so no, dark. Yeah. Is I renew. Lime? You told me Limetown's done, right? I did not. Oh, okay. I don't okay. know if it is. That's on. Oh no, Facebook yes. TV, Facebook right? TV's version. Yes. Yes. yes, season one is done. Is but I haven't watched it yet. On I would love to watch some Limetown. Yeah. Have but, you ever read, uh, listened to it? Yes. Yeah. I fucking love. Do you that read show. the book? No. It's weird. Yeah. Really? It's weird. Mm-hmm. It retcons a lot of shit of season one and Aww. Yeah, it's weird. Brian sent us his list of 2019 picks. Okay. In the category of biggest surprise, The Boys. <laughs> so surprise. Much surprise. It's very. That Brian said okay. The Boys? Not surprised. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that show a lot. It's very good. In the category best comic story told on a TV show, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, very good. I am here for this. Was that this it year? is very good. Yeah. 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 Man, that February. was so good. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting more. The Christmas card was great too. I uh, I got a Hazel and Cha Cha Christmas comic, but I haven't read it yet. Oh yeah, I have that too. I haven't read yeah. it either. And Brian's third pick in the category hardest IP to get the right feel of that the show somehow nailed Doom Patrol. 
Yeah. Mm. Also didn't realize that was this year, too. Yep. Yep. There's a lot of fucking good TV. So year. much stuff came out that I yeah. didn't even make a list. I'm just like, 2019. Yeah. That's Doom, it. 2019. Doom Patrol Red dropped Omens. on yeah. the same day as Umbrella Academy. Fuck, yeah, did it that. really? Yes. Holy yeah. shit. I've still got five episodes of Doom Patrol left. Yes, we do. We we still have five episodes of Doom Patrol left. Jen. Yeah. You got any 2019 stuff to recommend? No, man. Like, everything. Everything has been great. Yeah. It really is like a weird renaissance golden age of TV. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of things that I think you should get caught up on. Like Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, the final season is coming out. All right. You mentioned Shit's Creek to me Like in three fucking years ago. No, it was 2018. It was on the way to Atlanta Comic Con. Okay. Or Momocon. One of the two we did that year. Yeah. You're like, you should watch this show. You will enjoy it. And I'm like, I will definitely watch that show. And eventually I did. And you were right. And that may be the most quickly I have consumed a new TV show to me ever. Ever. I think it is because you told me Brooklyn that you were starting Nine-Nine. it and then you told me that you were done with it. And I was like, what? No, I burnt through four seasons of this in like a month. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you burnt through Brooklyn Nine-Nine quick. It took me like six months on Brooklyn because I would only let myself do an episode a day. Okay. Yeah. This I put on while I was like playing Pokemon and playing Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. It's a very good show. Yeah. I have mostly only consumed comics this year. It has been a busy year for me. Shit's Creek, great. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, great. Swamp Thing, if you've not watched the Swamp Thing TV show. Squishy and good. Squishy, good. So good. Already canceled, and I am so sad about that. Put in the table flipping noise again. Star Wars ended. That it did. (laughs) Rusty did not like that. That was so perfectly timed, Rusty. Star Wars did end. Yeah, you can... You can not like it, that's okay. You can like it, and that's okay. Um, I had a friend that was like, I think Kylo Ren is an underrated villain. And I was like, the fuck are you on? It's Star Wars. <laughs> there Star are no Wars underrated villains in Star the Star Wars, Wars fandom. Star Wars is candy. Hadestown. Let's talk about musicals. Hadestown. Six is, six is coming. I'm going to go see that in May. I haven't seen Hadestown yet. Hades also, Hades Moulin Rouge, I need to go see before Aaron Tivette leaves it. Um, oh, no, why did you have to say that? There are God very few things that I want to do in more than this world than go watch him be bohemian on stage. <laughs> Puffs ended too. Puffs was fantastic. All right. So yeah, okay. 2019. 2019 was good. 2019, good. 2020, even better maybe, hopefully. Yes. All right. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. Anyone want to promote other stuff they're on? Tim's already covered... Haunted Hell House of Horror. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, I guess in the 2020 thing I should have said something. Say it. Um... Keep your ears open for craft booze coming in 2020. Yeah. We're going to be doing that thing. It's uh, it's going to be a wild alcoholic ride. And and eight. non-alcoholic ride. Um, Boo, it yeah. It has been pushed back due to uh, um, theme song issues. But hopefully by the end of January. Cool. <laughs> please, God. Please. Please, God. <laughs> Let me get that first issue out. Or episode. Comics! Comics! <laughs> Science! Meg? Uh, Judging Book Covers is doing a 2020 read reading challenge. Um, go check that out. It's on Twitter and Facebook. I also was on Media Times, Medieval Times pod. Medieval, the fucking hell. I hate when, anyways, it's a medieval. Media really, Evil. Thank you. I cannot say this. I don't know how she does. But anyways, I was talking about the night before Christmas had dropped today, which would be yesterday, two days from when this was released. So In yeah, the past. somehow edited down four hours of us talking about that movie. Tim? Mine's at Yerk. Bingo. It's an Animorphs reread podcast for everybody but me. You're reading it for the first time. I am. You sound so excited. No, I do. I have a ton of fun doing it. I'm trying to sound cool. You do not. (laughs) (laughs) Tim's version of cool is just bored. (laughs) That's weird. Suddenly you look a lot like 
Uh, fuck, not Paul Giamatti. He was a firefighter in New Do York. You know how often people stop William H. Macy? Were you trying to say William H. Macy? No, Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. People stop me all day. I don't even know what my brain is doing anymore. And they say, fuck, you're not Paul Giamatti. And then they just keep walking. It <laughs> happens yeah. every day. Yeah, I bet so it does. Sorry. If you had a nickel. The Rob Thomas. No, not that one. Robcast. It's me and our friend MJ talking about Veronica Mars. Poke, my poke. name is Alex. I'm Jenna. I've been special ghost Tim. <laughs> I'm Megan. Go read comics.